Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's July the 14th, 2016, and it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, our special guest speaker is Ken Dost. He's been on before, um, and we're glad to have you back, Ken. It's been a while. Yes, it has been. Thank you for having me on. I've also got, I've also got somebody here with me today, uh, Rebecca Cope has blown in my uh, area, neck of the woods, and we've been meeting all day today. And awesome. uh, um, so, we, so we got a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, fantastic. So Let's, good, good evening. Hi. I'm glad yeah. to meet you. I'm glad you could come on. Um, why don't you guys just go ahead and get it on, and we'll, you have the floor. Okay. okay. We'll do questions and answers afters, afterwards. Great. Sounds good. Thank you for having wow. us on to begin with. Um, and uh, I thought I, th- I thought we were on yesterday. I thought yesterday was my Thursday, so I call- I was calling a few times and couldn't get through it. I thought, and I realized I got Thursday staring right at me. I said, like, "Okay, I'm a day off." <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been quite quite busy lately. Uh, I don't know if you were aware or not that um, uh, I had spent some time up in Alaska with uh, Anna von Ritz and um, several other people. Uh, no, I didn't know. Fill us in on that, also, please. Oh, okay. Um, that Anna sponsored a, I, I guess you can call it a summit, um, up in Anchorage. And uh, it's the first time I've, I've ever been to Alaska, and I loved it uh, for the one day that I got out to see it. <laughs> the other nine days were uh, basically 24-7 uh, in conference, if you will. Um, there was Anna von Mitz, myself, um, uh, uh, Marquet, Dr. Gonzo, uh, Bob Locke from Chicago, um, Gene Keating made an appearance by phone, uh, Bruce Doucette and Denny, Denny James and uh, uh, Lorna uh, um, uh, 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 Cookie. <laughs> and uh, who else was there? I'm missing one person. Um, one person eludes me. But uh, anyhow, we <laughs> met up there for nine, ten days, and wow. uh, we kind of put our heads together on all of the uh, you know, uh, uh, different specialties bringing, uh, brought together to try to uh, figure out what the root problem is or try to get to the root and then put together the solutions. And it was a very, it was a great, it was a successful uh, conference. It was a very, very good conference. I'm um, so jealous. <laughs> but, uh, it was good. It was good. Anna, I, I thought Anna was taller than what she actually is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it, she put on a great event, uh, a great sponsored event. We did a lot of, uh, I mean, we spent a lot, of, like I said, a lot of work. And uh, um, we came away uh, with, with, uh, ideas and notions and, 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 and solutions to where we need to go on this thing. And uh, the, the number one uh, key thing that we got to deal with is status, of course, dealing with uh, um, life-death issues and certificates of life birth. But the root problem or the root solution here has to do with processes and identifying uh, uh, the processes by which uh, uh, we've been undertaken and uh, um, how, to, how to reverse engineer that. Um, so that's what we, we kind of came out of Alaska with. And then Marquet came back to me, came back to Oregon with me, and for the next month and a half, him and I kind of buried ourselves in my house and uh, started putting together paperwork with the help of Bob Locke and a couple other people and uh, putting together an equity package, which mm-hmm. uh, we submitted to the court um, on Tuesday. Tuesday, Monday. 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 Uh, Monday was Monday was Fourth of July, wasn't it? No, that was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday or Tuesday? We submitted anyhow. Monday or Tuesday, uh, and uh, the court uh, accepted it. They cashed our ten dollar uh, 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 postal money order, and uh, thereby uh, um, uh, accepted the case. And this brings them to equity. 
And well, so, where, what state was this? This is in Oregon. Okay. And actually, no, I take it back. It was submitted. We submitted it uh, last uh, um, last week, last uh, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, last Tuesday, and went down to uh, the court uh, to have it uh, in camera with uh, uh, Judge Grove, uh, the judge in the case. And uh, uh, I was nervous. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but uh, I had a whole seven minutes with him. However, I did get seven very precious minutes, and uh, he was he was he was, wasn't he wasn't like a judge. He was more like a friend. And uh, um, he took off his robe, and we talked for seven minutes. And he he, he was familiar with, it, with with the case that that I had submitted. And he Wait said a minute, that he I took off his robe. Yeah, he took off his robe. Took off this his robe. And court, that, this was this in a court setting. Yes, this was in the, this was in the court setting. Right? I went to his uh, um to his uh, um uh, uh, clerk, and I said I'm here, I'm in I'm here for my in camera with Judge Grove, uh, because in our equity package we had put a three day. Uh, turnaround time on it, not realizing and forgetting that the court was closed on Friday, so uh, went down there on Monday instead. And uh, he, Judge Grove, was sitting in the courtroom by himself with his robe on, just kind of just sitting up there on his bench. And uh, his clerk uh, said uh, that I, you know got somebody here for an in camera. And next thing I knew, he's popping out from chambers uh, and taking his robe off and shaking my hand. So it was very oh, good. Interesting, yeah. And one of the things you have to realize that I found out today, Angela, is that this was his fourth time in front of this judge. He had been in front of the same judge during the foreclosure process in the regular, what we call the territorial courts. And so it was completely different behavior as he brought this into equity. I think that's an important distinction that we all need to make. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and was there anybody else in the courtroom, any other Customer no, no, okay. no, no, it was That's just him really as And, and, and uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, I, I, see, I, see, I see your case here. He goes, unfortunately, I would love to help, but I can't do anything right now. I don't have jurisdiction until uh, uh, you get it removed from the appeals court because it's an appeals right now. And, and, uh, and he doesn't have jurisdiction until I yank it back from the appeals. Now, so what, what I did then, the following day, I did a, a motion uh, to dismiss my appeal. I uh, just dismiss right. it. I'll accept, I'll accept the judgment, and then that case will open up, and and we'll sit down and and, and settle this thing. Uh, from what I'm gathering, um, I think mm-hmm. that we've got I, I think we've got the pathway to uh, solving this, um, wow. and I think it's through equity. I don't know. I know it's through equity. Um, he was a, a like a different person. Uh, he <laughs> treated me a lot differently. I think he treated me with respect. Uh, and, I, and I go back to uh, what Rebecca was talking about um, during the cases, uh, the hearings that I had with him for, my God, that case went on from March 2013 through uh, April of 2015. So it was a long foreclosure case. And there were three judges on a total. Well, Judge Grove was the, the last judge and the deciding judge on it. And as Rebecca mentioned, I was before him four times. And and some of the things that it mentioned to me along the way that that didn't click at the time because I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't have an understanding at the time. Was uh, um, uh, one of the comments was, "I don't think you know who the real party in interest is here, Mr. Dost." That was one. The second one comment was uh, um, uh, that uh, uh, it sounds like an action in tort, and you should go file the case downstairs, a separate case downstairs. And the third one was um, what was the third one? Um, 
Well, the copyright derivative. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. The copyright derivative. Um, here's a third thing you said to me that 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 lingered on my in my thought process long after this case ended. But yes, on the day that uh, he did finally uh, award HSBC summary judgment, and I said, "Well, you can't do that. We got the copyright derivative here." And I remember him kind of slamming down his fist and saying, "I'm sick and tired of hearing about that copyright derivative. I made my decision." Well, in the time frame since that, I've come to realize that. Uh, uh, I understand the court and understand uh, that I'm operating in an admiralty court and that that I, I didn't have any standing whatsoever. I'm the one that doesn't have standing and that HSBC hauled my ass in the court uh, for two specific reasons. Uh, one was to uh, uh, um, uh, uh, act before the corporate court and uh, uh, in its corporate capacity under, I think it's AM jurisdiction, 247, right, um, where the, the judge has to act in his corporate capacity and, and, and give restitution uh, to plaintiffs who post their bills, which, of course, is HSBC. Uh, so I, I, I lost right then and there. Uh, the second thing is I didn't have, I, he couldn't see or hear me because I'm, I'm, I'm dead, at, I'm lost at sea. So, I mean, these are a couple of things that I realized since that time. And so when I met with him yesterday, uh, and I did say to him, I said, uh, I, 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 I Took your advice, Judge Grove, and, and and I. Oh, I know what the third thing was. The third thing he said was when he when he first took over the case, he said, "I want you, boys, referring to me and HSBC's attorney, to go home and study your law, and then we're going to reconvene here in the next couple months, and I'll make my decision." And that, that that thought always stuck with me. So when I when I met with him in camera, I, I did tell him, I said, "You know, I I I took your advice, Judge Grove. I did my research." And uh, 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 and that's why I'm here now. And he goes, yes, it looks like you have. So I think that uh, uh, this is the turnaround here. Um, this is the pathway to solving this thing, uh, to seeding uh, uh, um, uh, control back of our own lives, but to first recognize what our own lives mean and what our existence means. Um, I am uh, I, I, I'm very sure of it. I'm very sure. And Rebecca is as well. Well, and one of the things that, that I found very interesting, I've had a chance to review all of this paperwork to get today, and, and Angela, I laugh about it now because when I started this, you know, who would have known? I read the paperwork like other people read novels now. <laughs> you know, you just get into it as you as you get into this, as long as many years as you've been doing it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what he has done, the first question I wanted to know was exactly how he was able to put this into equity, having followed his foreclosure down through the down through the pike here, and then just to look at this paperwork. And one of the things that absolutely hit me, because I'd been dealing with it with an IRS issue, was how they treat a married couple. And to separate us out as our individual uh, entities, and then how they treat the public and private side of a marriage contract. And so he has been able to utilize that aspect of it as he's brought this into equity in a very interesting way. He has not just put the birth certificates in, he's put the marriage certificates in, which made very good sense as I looked at the paperwork. So there are just many little things as we reverse engineer these processes that we really have to understand. And Ken has followed this down through the chain of title better than anybody I've ever been able to see how he has reverse engineered and been able to understand 
how this stuff is working so that we can know exactly how to go back and charge them with the RICO violations for Pete's sakes to, you know, to get our remedies. Because it's so obvious that we're the ones who are being shanghaied and taken to the cleaners. And, of course, our whole objective here is to find ways to reverse that process so that we're the ones who absolutely understand that we are the priority creditors. I think that's the most important thing. Once we get it totally in our minds that we are the priority creditors, it is our signature that sets this whole ball of wax against us, and then we learn how to take back that, you know, to to own the signature and to own all the processes. So it's really exciting, you know, how far we've come as we've all been working toward these remedies, uh, you know, for how many years? And Rebecca, and Rebecca yeah. gave, uh, the, first, the first interview I ever did was with Rebecca. Rebecca granted me that interview, and that was what? That was two, two years yeah, ago? Two or three years ago. Two, three years ago. Away, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've come a long, long way since then. And we, and we were pretty far then. Yeah. Uh, but, but the pieces weren't all in place. And mm-hmm. I think that we've got – now, there's a lot of people are involved, like I said, obviously Anna. And uh, uh, Gonzo and Dr. Bob Locks. So there's a lot of people's efforts that went into this. Um, and a, but but what's important to understand here is, is that it is a process. There's a lot of people out there that that are um, doing some great work as far as as far as proof of life and and issues in, in those regards. And there's a lot of people out there that are going way too far with it and, and uh, taking it to extremes that that we don't need to go to. Um, right. What we need to what we need to we need to identify what the basic issues are and the basic issues that are going to, that are going to, that are going to heal the process or reverse engineer the process. And it most certainly does come down to proof of life. Absolutely. Proof of life is the absolute key to this thing. Proof and of life? Proof of life. Authenticating of your birth certificate. Uh, that is absolutely crucial to this because what we have here is we've got three different uh, uh, identities. We've got mm-hmm. our, we've got our, our, Live person, which is not really our live person, seems a natural person, but we're lost at sea because we've never claimed our birth. We've never, we've never, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, uh, um, validated our life. Uh, and then, of course, there's the legal personality, which is our, which is our all caps name. But then there's a third identity that, that, that they've concealed and hidden from us through these uh, um, trusts. And, and that's our corporate personality, uh, where they've turned us into single name LLCs and into uh, partnerships. And, and and they're using those identities uh, behind our backs to uh, uh, amass millions and millions in insurances and, and annuities and, and credits and revenues and profits and so on and so forth. And they're doing this uh, off of the W-9, the power of attorney from the W-9, and they're doing it, and it's not getting back to us for one, for one important reason, and that's because it doesn't, it doesn't attach to our Social Security number, so they've got the shelter there. But they still have to report to the IRS on these things. So now, going back to a mortgage loan for a minute, and to see how all that ties in and see how they're getting away with this, um, when we sign those documents, uh, and, and the documents that they're presenting in court, um, they're not presenting an actual, they're presenting this UCC3 negotiable uh, instrument to bearer, but they're not bringing all the documents in. And what we failed to do is we failed to bring in our side of the documents, which is our side of the evidence, which now we can do once we start understanding this. And uh, um, that is this one very important document. Well, it's important to understand it was not a mortgage loan, period. What, what they did was uh, it was an open-ended transaction that really doesn't close until 
they foreclose on you. So it's an open-ended agreement. So there's no, there's no contract there at all. Um, so what you've got is you've got a lease. So what you've done is you, you effectively have donated your financial assets uh, to the banks to use for uh, uh, their profit. And their, for their, and their unjust enrichment. For their unjust enrichment. Let's call it what it is. Exactly. So then when they foreclose, so now, now let's, in my instance, for instance, take my case, for instance, was in 2005, the documents were signed. Um, notice of foreclosure wasn't until um, uh, uh, June of 2008, so that's three years there. Um, well, what, if, if this is a lease for three years and it's an open-ended agreement, uh, where's the money going, number one? Uh, and number two, where's the any record or any accounting of it? And number three, if you go to your loan documents, your notes, your deed of trust, and, and your riders, not – not on a single, uh, not one single one of those documents that came out right. Um, is there your is your identifying number, which is what your social security number? Now, there's one document though that does contain your social security number, and that document is the uh, the borrower's authorization and uh, sorry, borrower's certification authorization form, and, and it's a closing document is what it actually is when you read it, and it's the only document in that document package outside of W-9 that we signed, uh, that contains our Social Security number. So what they've done here is they have, they have uh, between the time that we executed what, that, what we thought was a mortgage loan, up until the time that they foreclosed on us, they're ramping up millions and millions of dollars under our name, under our signatory, uh, that is in our trust. But that trust is concealed and hidden through an LLC and because it's not because it's not functioning through because of the tax shelter and the credit or the uh, the credits and the shelters and the uh, uh, exemptions, uh, nothing's attached to the uh, nothing's attached to attached to the social security, security number. number. So when, this is critical. Which is critical. Yeah. So when they foreclose on you, what are they foreclosing on? They're foreclosing on that that borrower certification and authorization form, which is really a securities bearer bond. So when they file that. Bingo! You've got debt now because there's all this other money that's gone through these other accounts and the, the credits, the annuities, so on and so forth. It hasn't shown anywhere because it's not attached to Social Security number. The only thing that's attached to Social Security number is the debt receivable that they've kept open all this time. So when they when when, when a notice of default is triggered and the bank issues the uh, the, the, the will be debt letters. Uh, it creates all these bonds. So now that creates that puts us in a position where we're the bad guy debtor, and that sets us up towards a foreclosure. That's real, real important to understand. So, so now what you're really saying here, when we're trying to understand what happens to the bank, when the bank takes our signature in this first situation, mm -hmm. we know that they take that to the Fed window and take the yes. amount of money. So then our Social Security number is not attached to that draft that's coming in at that time. That's how the bank is allowed to steal right. those funds at right. that point in time. Right. Well, yeah, because what they do, they, when the Fed wire comes through, they clear out the account for disbursements and basically pocket the money. And, and so they, it's, an, it's a credit card. It's an open credit card that you owe $350,000 on. Okay. So then the, the payments that have come through, the lease payments, if you want to call them that, then those are not showing up on your account. They're they're showing them somehow because there's there's the information that's part of the will you quit paying. So tile of that. Well, well, what they've done is they they now it's important to note what now if this was a mortgage loan, it would be a it would be a signed, sealed, and delivered agreement. 
it would be a negotiable instrument. It would be a four-corner agreement, right? right, right. And, and so when the originator, now if that were the case, the originator would, it would sell to the bank, and when he sold to the bank, it would be done with a bill sale endorsement and a, and a um, uh, recording down at the county, for, and he would be released in all rights, title, and interest, and it would be gone. It's a static instrument. That's it. It, tra- it changes one instrument. But what they've done here, though, is because there was never a loan, uh, and because we're dealing with a copyright derivative, which we'll go over in a minute, uh, the holder of that, which would be the originator, has uh, uh, exclusive rights because we gave them to him unknowingly through the contract, but we gave them un- uh, unlimited rights of use of our signature and our collateral. Uh, so they're, they're just having a field day with but all this. Does it say it- that somewhere? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Angela, this has been what I've been doing all day today, is following this chain of title through all these these documents that Ken has been able to pull together to prove exactly what he's saying down to the IRS where it shows that trust agreement and how the United States person is being used in this system. I mean, this is the beauty of what Ken has done because he's taken it step by step by step. And he's able to pull all of these documents in from the the indenture, you know, from the indenture to the the uh, amendment to that indenture. So that as I followed all of this, oh my gosh! Well, let's talk about the indenture for a minute. Let's, let's define what the indenture is. Um, you know, when when they when they serve us with a uh, or when a person gets served with a um, assignment deed of trust, uh, it, it, you know, MERS is MERS is making a, a nomination of HSBC as trustee for own it, mortgage loan trust, blah, 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 or layman mortgage trust or whatever, countrywide mortgage trust, whatever. And what's the first thing that we do? The first things that we the first thing that we do is we go into the SEC and we dig up that the PSA, right, for that for that particular loan trust. And we go into court and that's what we argue. We argue, oh wait a second here. The closing date for this trust says uh June first, two thousand five, but but the assignment of deed of trust wasn't made until 2008. Well, that can't be. That's, that violates that violates uh, uh, New York trust law, and, and 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 it can't be. It was never in that trust, and that's a that's a flawed argument, as we know, because uh, it's been it's been soundly shut down by the courts many many times. As a matter of fact, uh, the Supreme Court, I think it was uh, either January of this year or December of 2015, uh, uh, ruled on it, gave the ultimate rule on it, and said that. We that that we have no rights as cons- as consumers to make any arguments, any any, any claims against the PSAs because we're not a part of it. And in that respect, they're abs- in that respect they're absolutely correct. And I hope to God, and just to sideline here for a minute to digress for a minute, I hope to God that that case will once and for all kill that argument off completely because it's an, it's it's a flawed argument, it's an incorrect argument, it's an argument from the from the point of a consumer, a debtor, and that's not what we are. So we got to kill that argument off. But what we're failing to do, what we have to do here, is there's under there's other underlying trusts that we are a part of, and the one that we're a part of is, is a mortgage. It, it's it's a um, mortgage note trust, which is always going to be a Delaware trust um, that that goes to the indenture. Now, most of the times, in, in probably seventy eighty percent of the cases, it's going to be a Merrill Lynch trust trust, um, and it's in the indenture. And now the indenture is very very specific to you and me and every single borrower because it, it addresses us personally. And it lays out the the corpus of the trust for $1, $1, that's it, and the declaration of trust, which lays out the REMIC, which is the 
loan trust that they're foreclosing in, the name of, and it also lays out the REIT, which is what happens uh, when an assignment of deed of trust is made, which removes it from the REMIC and puts it into the REIT, which is a liquidation trust. So the indenture lays out what, 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 what your position is in this trust. It, you, as you're the owner. You're the, the, the undisclosed third-party beneficiary. And it also lays out, more importantly, it lays out the, uh, um, uh, the process upon which uh, uh, foreclosures are, 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 are uh, um, oh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, and how the third party, yeah, how the third party, they being the third party, is taking over your security interest. This indenture format lays this out in such detail that you have to realize that it is your signature that is allowing them to do that because of your lack of knowledge. Right. And their use of the superior knowledge that they have to basically lay it to us. Right. It's, it's all there. And, and, black and, black. and what they do, and this is where the fraud is very, very clearly delineated. Uh, you, you know, when, when people go to, when people are hauled in the court or the foreclosure cases are brought against, the one, the one issue that people have a hard time, very, very hard time getting around because they can't uh, in, in this context, uh, in the context that we're defending these things, is uh, these affidavits from the loan servicers that that say, oh, there's a debt there. Well, and that they're speaking from personal knowledge that there's a debt there. Well. What spurred that affidavit is comes from the indenture, and that is that's from a, a, what they call a, a quote unquote will be debt opinion, which is a, which is a letter that's issued um, uh, by an attorney uh, that, that 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 says that there's a debt, but it's a fabrication of a debt, of course, because uh, what it what it describes, and they're also describes the fact that they're splitting the books now, and they're going to they're going to stick the debt onto you. So they issue these will be debt opinions. And uh, that's what that's what uh, spurs the, the, the foreclosure and, and, and gets that going and, and, and ends up getting thrown out of our house and ends up creating the bonds and everything. Uh, and the assignment, so we've got to understand that 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 um, the assignments and the signatures to the assignments, uh, even though it's under a power of attorney, it's not a, an attorney's signature. It's our signature that they're using. Uh, we're the one, and this is what we have to realize. We have control of this transaction because we are the issuer, the principal, the settler, uh, the trustor. Uh, what else am I missing? The owner, <laughs> the beneficiary. Yeah. We are all these things. And it's, it's so spelled out in that indenture document. When you follow it the way Ken lays it out, it's all spelled out in it to the point where you read it, Angela, and you go, oh, my gosh. It's, it's really that easy to understand when you take uh -huh. the time. To go through the document, and you just and it and and it comes down to record. You know, we we've been this. This is if, if anything infuriates me the most is when I sit back and I think about my God, they have they have created such a a, 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 a deception here. I mean, it's, it's so it, massive. It, yeah, it's so massive. It's it's impossible for us to get our minds around. You know, I became. Uh, very aware of this as I worked with my brother yeah. on the child support enforcement and the very the reason that I got so involved in this was because the very same paperwork that is used in a foreclosure on a house was the same foreclosure and summary judgment paper that was brought in to foreclose and put a man in jail. Mm -hmm. And so I started following and, and you know, going back down through the process understanding what the obliger lien was, how that was pulling pulling my brother into that and, and saw just exactly how much they how much these people were willing to go 
to actually put a man in jail for a debt that they were the ones who were responsible for creating and acting as the fiduciary trustee on. So the the fraud that we're dealing with is just mind-blowing when you really get in there and deconstruct the process. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I wanted to ask. Heart fraud is very difficult to prove, but you're uh-huh. saying you've got all the paperwork. Is there anywhere we can see? Is it posted online? Can we go through the paperwork? Rebecca and I were talking about that. Yes, we, you know, Angela, behind the scenes, we have all been working on that to find a way. We want to be absolutely sure that we have the exact best processes and the simplest processes to do the status correction documents. And then we want to have a place for Ken to put his work so that as he's doing the exact how to get this into equity court, you know, and then, of course, I've been working with Rod Class just nonstop behind the scenes as Rod has been doing this getting the uh, information out of the judicial and into the administrative side where it belongs. Rod has just kept on and on until he's he's done a lot of good work in being able to hold the public officials accountable on that side of it. So we're working behind the scenes to make sure that we have a place. You know, we're trying to make sure that we have all the ducks in the row because it's so it's it's so scary that we don't want to release it and cause people to get into a lot of trouble until we have all these processes down enough so that we can make sure that we can do this with as much uh, backing as we possibly can. So, yes, we are all working on that behind the scenes diligently. Okay, but um, so when are we going to, I mean, when's your next court appearance? Well, let's see. Uh, His court appearance, it depends uh, with Ken, it depends on, uh, when this dismissal comes with the appeals court, and then, like in Rod's situation, uh, he has a hearing before the administrative board uh, that's the, the critical key that he's been able to do. Uh, this is August the 10th that he has a hearing date. We're really working behind the scenes to go ahead and get the PAG training going, to get several things like this going, uh, because we, we have such a foundation with that. I mean, we have the constitutional side, we have the legislative enactment, and we have the uh, the authority through the Bill of Rights. So we're trying to do this from a very, you know, solid foundation as we put all of it together. But Ken has, you know, he wants to go ahead and make sure that he's got this whole process and then, you know, we're releasing the paperwork. As soon as we have the processes in place, to be able to show people exactly what to do because they'll have to defend the paperwork. There's hardly no way around that. Yeah, you, you got, yeah. Yeah, you've got, this is something that you've got to um, – uh, it's a learning curve to this. It is. It's not complicated. It really isn't. No, it, 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 it's not as complicated. It, it, it's understanding what we're dealing with here. Uh, you know, we, we, have to, we have to abolish, abolish, relinquish, get rid of the term debt from our vocabulary. Get rid of the term uh, foreclosure. Um, uh, what other term were we talking about getting rid of? Uh, um, anything to do with debt foreclosure. We're, well, uh, even the FDCPA. Oh, yeah. Any, any, yeah, anything you know. to do with the FDCPA or any kind of debt collection things, we've got to drop all that stuff. Drop it. Forget it. Stop acting like a debtor. Can You're I ask debtor. you something? 
Yes. You, 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 what, what is, uh, you said you're in appeals. What, what, is that a foreclosure case that you're in appeals? Um, but it, it, what's an appeal is, yes, because I lost my foreclosure case uh, to HSBC um, uh, on, a, uh, <laughs> on a, a fraud in the court. And that was, that's, what, that's what's been sitting in appeal. And uh, I had, uh, um, uh, I already put my appeal brief in. HSBC responded to uh, 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 with the re- reply. Uh, and I had a reply response to put in. I asked for a stay uh, because of uh, uh, um, uh, new evidence and new information to subject matter jurisdiction. And the appeals court denied that. And I understand the reason why they denied it, because they can't address subject matter jurisdiction at that level, uh, because it's got to be addressed down at the lower court level. Uh, so um, so what I did with the equity claim, the equity claim is a, is a new claim. And uh, the problem with it is, is uh, um, uh, the lower court just can't, doesn't have jurisdiction to, to entertain it right now uh, while the case is still on appeal. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm not going to wait for appeal to, 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 to turn me down at this point in time. I'm just going to dismiss the case on my, my, my own appeal on my own recognizance and accept the judgment. And then at the same day I get that, go down to the lower court and say, okay, Judge Grove, let's, let's, let's go back in camera and let's uh, bring this case to life. Hmm. So, yeah, this is this is, fact this is nothing. the fact that wait a minute, the fact that you lost originally and you were in appeals, and now you you've sort of dismissed your own appeals case, so that you can go face to face with this judge on jurisdiction. Oh no, I'm not going to. Uh, well, yeah, in part it's jurisdiction, absolutely, because. Uh, uh, but I'm not. I, I, once that case is done. I, I'm, that case is done. Let them have their okay, judgment. So done. It's done. So I'm opening up a completely different case in equity, uh, which is going to. Which is going to. On the same property. Yep. Okay. Same property. So just it's, because it's, they say it's done doesn't necessarily mean it's done. You can come back. In other words, is that what you're saying? Well, what, what I'm saying, what, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I can't do any further action while there's a previous action on appeal being decided. Uh, I've either got to wait for them to uh, the appeals court to, to either dismiss it or, 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 or accept it, or, or um, uh, dismiss, uh, dismiss, dismiss me, or dismiss the summary judgment and kick it back down lower court, which could take another year or it could take two days. I don't know. Um, I don't want to wait for it uh, because I've got I've got a whole other case here. I got this equity uh, uh, claim here that that that's the uh, uh, um, the nuclear bomb, and so I want to I want to get rid of this uh, appeal as quickly as possible. So I'm just going to dismiss it. Okay, I'm going to dismiss my appeal. Fine, you can have summary judgment. Dismiss it without prejudice. Boom, I'm back down in lower court again. What if they dismiss it with prejudice? Well, it doesn't really matter because he has now taken it to a completely different. The equity uh, court is completely different. You have it's just like with Rod's process. Yeah, it, it's just like Rod's process. He is taking it out of the judicial into the administrative. It removes it from the territorial courts. That's exactly the objective of the process. And then we begin to hold the public officials accountable mm-hmm. for ethics violations, for oh, okay. unjust enrichment, for, for the things that they're doing against the people because they're not following their own rules. Okay. So do and, you have a yes. by name or do you just say officials or are you going after? Oh, no, you're going after specific people. Specific, but right, in, okay. But, but, you're, yeah. but, but you're doing it, see, by going into equity, 
you, you, there's a lot of things. Now, now wait a minute. Let, let me finish that up so I won't confuse everybody on that. So, so that's the purpose of Rod's process, to move it from judicial to administrative. Well, what Ken has done is do exactly the same thing, but in a different way dealing with public and private when you realize the various entities that they have created that is our public persona and our private persona and how they are using this private by by not assigning the social security number, using that from the public trust so that all of that's hidden. What he has done is basically taking it from the judicial territorial courts into equity jurisdiction, which is outside of the territorial court's admiralty jurisdiction. And, and what it does is brings into the venue where it actually belongs, which is yeah. probate. Right. Because, probate. because oh. everything we're dealing with here is the estate. Yeah. We're not dealing with uh, the loss of uh, a, a piece of real property. That, that's, that's the minor issue here. I mean, that, what they're really after, remember we, what we talked about earlier, a little, a little bit earlier, was about all the annuities and the insurances that they're tacking on underneath our um, uh, um, legal personality, uh, uh, in our corporate personality they've created, um, and, and that's what they're after. That's the whole, that's their whole game here. It, it's, it's a minor state fraud is what it actually is. Um, every, time, every time our signature goes to something, it creates a minor account. So what, what, what we're dealing with here, if you want to give summary, I guess, to what we're dealing with here, we're dealing with a, a minor account fraud. Uh, that's what we're dealing with. And so what we want to do is we want to bring ourselves back from sea, put ourselves back on the land. Uh, once we do that, there's a couple things for us. One, we can pull it into equity, which is what, I, what I'm doing now, but also now I've got standing in the court. Now I can go into the Admiralty Court as a, 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 a merchant in commerce because I've got one, I, I put myself back on the land by, by, by claiming my life back or claiming myself alive and by, uh, by, by uh, um, uh, authentication and by declaration. And so that, that puts me back on the land. Uh, I've also uh, um, uh, uh, took my legal, my, my all caps name and have uh, put it to a DBA. Uh, and I'm also putting, putting it to a trademark. So what I'm doing now, now I have jurisdiction, or not jurisdiction, now I've got standing. Now I can come in at the at-law side as the personal representative uh, to uh, the, the, the DBA, Kenneth William Dost, uh, for a, a claim in admiralty uh, uh, in, in my merchant capacity. Uh, because you've got you to understand what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with uh, our name, our all-caps name is a tradable entity. It, it, it's trading. It's making money. It, it's making money. Whatever we're speaking, it's making money in commercial paper and whatnot. Uh, and, and the problem is, is that that's been stolen from us. So all the credits that are going to those, through those trades that should be coming to us are going to the bad guys who have stolen our identity. So the idea here now with, with, with authentication, with, with, with validating your life and coming back onto the land now you've got now you got standing. Now you can go into the uh, Admiralty Court and you can go after them uh, on uh, uh, statute uh, type uh, uh, violations, or you can stay where I'm at in the equity. And, and Angela, most people understand full faith and credit. Most of us are really familiar with that particular uh, you know nomenclature now, as we've studied all of this. So if we can understand that as we go get the authentication from the state mm -hmm. 
We are claiming back the full faith and credit on the state level so that we're put back into the land jurisdiction. As we go to the federal, we get this authentication from a non-Hague country with Kerry, uh, Senator Kerry, and you know what we have to do there to get the authentication from the Secretary of State Federal, then that's giving us full faith and credit, uh, full faith and credit both on the state level and the federal level so that we are reclaiming all of that credit that has been issued in our names but that they are using and that created the minor estate so that they're using this Miners Act to go after these estates and this is foreclosing them from being able to do that. And we can prove this as well. I mean, we just the, the proof of this going back to the indenture again. Uh, in, in the assignment that 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 we're making, what they're making in our signature, uh, to, to kick off the notice um, uh, um, uh, of default and foreclosure, another form that they're filling out is they're wiping out our our, our, our fee simple, our, either by ten, uh, that's either uh, tenants in common or tenants by the entirety, uh, wiping that out and uh, uh, through administrative process and specifically through the Uniform, what is it, Uniform Miners Transfer Act. I always get that wrong. Something like that, Uniform Miners Transfer Act. So right there, that's telling you what they're doing here is 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 the real property. That's the that's their that's their uh, that some broker scums uh, uh, trip to Europe or trip to Paris or girlfriend's Ferrari or something. That's the minor stuff. The stuff that they're really after are all these minor estates where the millions of dollars is. It's the cookie box. It's the lock box. It's the golden it's the golden chariot that they can't unlock and they can't get rid of until they get us to abandon our state. While they do that behind our backs administratively. You know, uh, uh, lay it over the top of um, this, this, uh, they're calling our asses in the court because the second thing that they're doing that we don't realize, we have to start realizing that when we're hauled in the court, is we're being, we're being found, the judge is self-settling, uh, how would you put it, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's self-settling, he's settling a, a self-settling state with us as the trustee and finding us financially incapable, which gives these Yahoo attorneys uh, the power to file administratively with probate to abandon our property, and as such, when we abandon our property through the Uniform Miners Transfer Act, it gets gifted to the state, and our estate goes away. And we never even knew this happened. And that's what this is all about. Uniform Miners Transfer Act. I'm just sure I got that right. I might have that. Yeah, and minor, of course, being that you are an incompetent uh, imbecile, a minor who has not reached the age of majority. Yeah, it, it's Uniform Transfers to Minors Act yeah. is what it is. Now, now, now go into that, go into the administrative processes for a minute. Um, we shouldn't even be in court. I mean, if you're, if you're in court right now, uh, there's a lot of arguments you can use. I think there's a lot we can start using. But, again, you've got to establish yourself on the land first. But the one argument that, that's very viable is, is what, what the hell are we doing here in court, Your Honor? Um, you don't have – you lack the capacity – to make any kind of judicial ruling on, on, on to matters that are decided administratively, which I'm just finding out now exist, and uh, uh, I have every right to exhaust. I mean, under, under due process, equal protection, and First Amendment, I have the right to rebut these administrative processes and exhaust my remedies. So what the hell are we doing here in court? Dismiss this case so that I can exhaust my remedies. Um, and that's that's the argument that we should be, everybody should be using. Everybody should be using. Um, because what they're doing here is they, they've uh, um, uh, uh, operated in the, I guess, the shadows of the administrative process uh, through these uh, 
Uniform Transfer to Minors Act, through um, the Model Corporate Business Act, through the Simultaneous Death Act, to uh, uh, um, uh, 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 control our destiny, basically. And we don't even know this things that this exists. Now that we know it exists, and we know that this is done administratively, what the hell are we doing in court? Dismiss this case. Uh, I'll come back and I'll bring suit when I'm ready to bring it back to sue these guys in a tort. But we shouldn't be here right now. There should be no foreclosure. Dismiss it. Yeah, and this this basically is, is what Rod is doing by getting people to start looking at it from the standpoint of the administrative rights. Start with, take it out of the judicial. So behind the scenes, we're all working on the the ways to help people understand why to do that and how to do it so that we kind of get a uniform way that people can begin to understand this because it's really not as complicated. You know, gosh, how many years have we all tried to figure this stuff out and figure out ways to to be able to do it? But as we get down to seeing exactly how this has been done against us, then it's a whole lot easier to reverse engineer. And as we've had people who have been willing to do the really hard work to, to getting these processes where we can't understand them, it does become a whole lot easier to at least begin to have uniform ways that we can begin to hold these people accountable. And what we've got to stop doing, it. and we and we've done, and, and I got to admit, they've done a beautiful job. Yeah, I mean, they they have engineered, oh, a, yeah. they've they've engineered the, the the perfect illusion. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the magician? Um, Houdini would be proud of what he sees. I mean, I mean, it, it is it is an illusion of grandest proportions, and we fell for it. Uh, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have fallen for it because uh, uh, we we were under the belief that we were you know they were operating uh, um, uh, um, in the ordinary course of business and that it's paradigm and in our best interest. Mortgage, pardon me. And in our best interest. Oh, oh yeah. We thought they were operating. You know, we thought oh the government is good. They take care of you. They do everything for you. Well, you know, you asked, you asked an interesting question before. You said uh, you brought up an interesting point about fraud. Fraud is the hardest thing to prove. I think that there's no there's no plausible plausible deniability here. Uh, the the fraud is unquestionable, and, and I'll tell you why. Because everything that they've done, all these processes. I mean, audit mortgage solutions countrywide. Um, option one. All of these businesses that purported themselves as being mortgage lenders is a fraud. It's all fraudulent marketing. It's a marketing plan. It's right. a fraudulent sales plan. Because what they're selling us is they're selling us investment contracts for annuities, which they've stolen from us. It has nothing to do with a mortgage loan whatsoever because there never was a mortgage loan. So they've got this illusion there that we fell hook, line, and sinker for. And, of course, they set us up beautifully because they, they figured out how to separate the books, how to, how, how to privatize all these insurances and annuities and everything so that, so that we don't see them and we can't, and we can't, we can't access them. And, and, and it makes the judge look at upon us as, oh, you're just another deadbeat uh, debtor. And so they so they've engineered it beautifully, but and that's the point. That's where the fraud comes in because everything is a process, and everything is it's a Goldman Sachs process on top of Merrill Lynch process on top of a, a, a HSBC process on top of a Wells Fargo process, and every single one of these guys is complicit in it. And, and the evidence is all around us. We've just got to look at it. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to abandon this this foreclosure defense bullshit, which is what it is. And, and start looking to the actual facts because they're slapping us in the face. All we got to do is open our eyes and look at it. It's everywhere. Yeah. 
They're throwing everybody under the bus every chance they get. <laughs> it's so yeah. wrong, you know. It's just so unfair. Well, it's, it's, it's more—it's more than unfair. I mean, when you when you grasp the—I—I I, I try to wrap my head around this, and I can't. Um, there's no reason why anybody should be homeless, none whatsoever. No reason. There's no reason why anybody should be suffering at all, because the money that they're creating here um, is, is first of all, it's not even money. It's book entry value. Um, but there's very sufficient. You know, as, as we've had people who have done these SEC audits, I mean, I know you're familiar with these, Angela, down through the years, where a guy who had a $500,000 mortgage or, you know, this loan that was supposed to be this loan, how he was able to trace back all of that paperwork and showed how that 500000 his signature, was turned into a $94 million. Yeah you know, asset over the a short period of time. So we know what's going on. It's just that we didn't have a handle on the processes enough and how to take responsibility ourselves so that we could no longer be uh, seen as incompetent, a minor, you know, uh, a war uh, war criminal. And, and Ken's paperwork that he's putting in equity is addressing every single one of these presumptions and assumptions. I can't think of anything after just reviewing it today. I can't think of anything that he is leaving out as he's put this paperwork into equity. He's had really good team working with him to put this together. So it's it's really, you know, it's just a matter of staying the course and reverse engineering and getting it before the right situation and you know this is something that you know you hear the naysayers will say ah the court's not going to listen the court's crooked the court's not going to do this court's not going to do that well now you kind of now you kind of put them in a position where pardon my french you've got them by the balls essentially you do uh you 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 pull them into equity you're holding them accountable uh because when you're in equity you're you're talking with a you know living man living man um you're you're talking to him as he's supposed to supposed to perform to his oaths and his charters um, and, and you're holding them to those oaths and charters. So now another judge has got to be thinking, okay, well, either uh, if I don't if I don't if I don't do something here and act and act in, in accordance with my oath and, and, and office, uh, he can come after me administratively. And so now you're a threat to his career, um, well, his his freedom. <laughs> I mean, because he'd be locked up, right? Uh, and so you got that against them. And then you've also got the fact that, well, fine, if you don't want to go at this, then we'll just pull it into the at-law side in the courtroom. And you don't want to have anything to do with that because you're dealing with – nobody wants to sit on this nuclear bomb. So you've really turned the tables on this thing. Um, and I think what I think what's more what you're going to see, I think you're going to see more um, judges uh, uh, be more respectful of, of, of us. Uh, because And I think some of them probably pass in the back and say, it's about damn time you figured this out. Um, because I, I think the judges are sick of it too. Now they're going to have the crooked ones out there that are going to still uh, pull the crap they're pulling, but they're going to they're going to put themselves in the corner because there really is no way. There's no way I can see that they can they can weasel out of this. Yeah, there's, there's no, no way. Plausible, there is no plausible deniability left when we've got it down in this black and white. You know, so that so that we have the chain of proof, then there is no plausible deniability. 
No, there isn't. Yeah. There isn't. I mean, we've got them administratively. Uh, we've got them on the at-law side. I mean, I, you know, if, if I close my eyes for a minute, I could probably get excited and think about, my God, it's going to become a billion-dollar industry because now all of a sudden all these attorneys are going to be turning around suing the banks for class actions, you know. I mean, I, I think that's what you're going to see, that's what you're gonna see happen here. Um, but, the, but the point here is, is we don't want – how do I put this? There's a lot the, – the, 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 um, there's thought out there. That that we that people want to get out of the system. They don't want to be a part of the system. That that's their shit, not our shit. No, that's the wrong idea. That's the wrong attitude. That's not their shit. That's your shit. It's your stuff. And we don't want to get ourselves out of our, out of the matrix. You're never gonna. You can't get out of the matrix. This is 2000 and what's it? 2016. Um, you don't want to get out of the matrix. You want to be a part of the matrix, but you want to control your part of that matrix. I mean, I mean, you, you've got you've got your your your, your uh, legal fiction, your corporate personality. Like I said, it's sitting up on a, a bony and, and and DTC, and it's trading day in and day out, making money uh, uh, with the full faith and credit of the United States. And where's that money going? It should be going in your pocket. It should be going in my pocket. It shouldn't be stolen away from us. And that's what's happened here. So to to, to take to, to adopt the idea that we don't want to be a part of their system, we want out of their system is wrong. The system and, and, and don't take us the wrong way, and I hope it's not taking it the wrong way, is beautifully set up. The problem with it is it's been used against us. Now, if we remove those barriers and put ourselves in our proper status, our proper position, then we've taken responsibility for our lives and our freedoms, and we're enjoying the benefits that, 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 that are accorded to us now that we put ourselves in that position. So that's what we're doing here is we're putting ourselves in that position. Uh, and, uh, and I, we're going to do it. And in order to put yourself in that position, you have to do what? Are you, do you have steps, well, like step one, step well, two? Well, step... the, the, first, the first step, step number one. Step number one, if you're coming at this from zero, point zero, is uh, uh, um, your birth certificate, certificate of live birth. Um, you've got to get a copy of it from uh, um, uh, the county or state in which you were born. Um, and then, and of course, it's going to be a, it's going to look like a, um, a, a stock certificate, blue paper, and and I'll probably say Midwest Bank note or something at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you want that. Um, that's step number one. Then you, then what you want to do with that is you want to uh, um, send, fill out the form uh, uh, for the Secretary of State for authentication, and you want to fill it out for a non-Hag country. Uh, and, and a non-what? Non-Hag. H-A-G-U-E. And the reason for that is, is because of the treaties that we have with uh, these the Hague countries uh, that 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 uh, strips away the legal uh, um, uh, authentication process. Uh, so, what, because we're trying to authenticate ourselves, and because they're using the Hague system to steal from us, we want to go outside the Hague uh, so that we have a, a valid and good uh, authentication. So, you want an authentication that's a non-Hague country, uh, Indonesia, uh, use Indonesia. Um, and so you fill out the points of one page form. Uh, very simple. Very to simple. Do. Ten dollars, I think. Yeah. Very simple to do. Yeah. And Anybody you, can get this done just by following the general process. And and I'm sure there are other places. I mean, we recorded several shows on Adventures into Sovereignty to go into the de- detail on how to do that. What's the form again? It, it's the authentication for the state. Secretary of State yeah. of the state you were born in, uh, and and pull up the authentication form. You you want it's you do not. I repeat, 
do not want an apostolate or apostille or however you pronounce that. You do not want apostille, which is which is the Hague country. You want a non-Hague country. So make sure you fill out Indonesia uh, or, or another non-Hague country. And what you will get back 10 days later or, or a couple weeks later is you'll get back your certificate of live birth and you'll get back a certificate that has a either gold or bronze seal on it. And that'll be the, the uh, it's not really, it's not really authentication of your birth. What it's doing is, is it's, it's a notarized uh, 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 certificate uh, that verifies the signature and the stamp of the state registrar who verified your birth record. So that's what that actually is. Um, that's, that's not an apostille, though? No, you don't want an apostille. You don't want an apostille because an apostille so is, is, there a, is there a form number that you're that you? I mean, what do you ask for the form? No, it's, 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 there's no form number. You just go to the Secretary of State site oh, okay. uh, to, to the authentication section, and and you'll and, and you'll, there'll be a form there to fill out. It's not a complicated form. It's it. And it's, okay, she's got okay. Uh, uh, Rebecca showed me hers from the state of Georgia. That's a pretty gold seal. Mm-hmm. I got a crappy bronze one from mine. Um, uh, it's not a complicated form. It's a one-page form. You fill out your name, address, uh, uh, and there you go. There's your, there's your one from the DC. Um, it's very simple. It's not complex. But just the, the important thing is non-apostille. Was that possibly non-Hague? It's just a non-Hague. It's, it's really a very simple. Okay, I've got mine right here. The U.S. Department of State, there is a form, it's called a Request for Authentication Services, and it's form DS-4194, used by the U.S. Department of State for documents submitted by citizens and foreign nationals. The authentication office is responsible for issuing and signing certificates under the seal of the U.S. Department of State Four documents being submitted to foreign countries. And what we're getting by getting a non-Hague country, we're getting an embassy authentication is what we're getting, um, uh, as opposed to a a, a Hague authentication. Um, So really what that does then is is it's just a a greater uh, degree of authentication uh, that goes outside of the Hague treaties, uh, because in the Hague treaties, they they, they don't really... Care about authentication. <laughs> okay, so step one is the authentication of your birth certificate with a non-Hag state or country. Yes. yes. Okay, and step two. Then step two is to send this to the. Uh, this is a request for authentication service to the U.S. Department of State. This is form DS form four one nine four. Now, let me read you what comes back when you get the Department of State to because this ties in what we're talking about. Department of State, to all to whom these presents shall come, greetings. I certify that the document hereunto annexed is under the seal of the state of Georgia. And that such seal is are entitled, and here are the magic words, to full fate and credit. It's on the authenticated birth certificate when you get it back. <coughs> so, does that make sense? Okay. Then what? Okay. Then the next step that he's taking, 
is to go to the uh, probate judge with a declaration of okay, what did he call it? He's out of the out of the room for just a moment. There is a particular declaration form that goes to probate to let them know, and this is in your county of birth or in your domicile where if you're living in a different state, you're going to just decree to the probate judge that here is proof of life, here is proof that you are now no longer a minor, you have reached the age of majority, and you're back in charge of your estate. You get a decree as the administrator yeah. of your estate. Now you've got your estate set up. Now you're back on the. You're completely back on the land. It's yours. Now you've got to. Now you got to make take efforts to uh, uh, protect it, which is uh, through uh, uh, well IRS and through trust, uh, and, and take control of your minor children. So, so this is the part that we're trying to nail down precisely, Angela, so that we can share as everybody is actually, you know, getting a full understanding, you know, getting the full understanding of why you're doing this so that we, we understand how it's tying us back in to the full faith and credit and how we have been shanghaied so that we can, you know, reverse engineer the whole process. Why do you want to do that? The reason why you want to do that is what we talked about earlier, what, what Rebecca talked about earlier with the uh, uh, $500,000 mortgage loan turned into $92 million. Uh, they turned it into $92 million because we're lost at sea. So they're assuming our identity because of the uh, – I know they're not assuming. They're using our identity. They're using our signature through the uh, power of attorney to make themselves oodles and oodles and oodles of money. Well, okay, well, why can't we make oodles and oodles and oodles of money either? Why can't we do the same thing? So basically what you're doing is you're, t- you're taking away their power yeah. and you're taking, you're taking control of your, uh, of your living man, living woman, by coming back onto the land so you're not lost at sea anymore, and then you're, then you're t- getting all those, those bad minor children under control and uh, uh, putting them uh, uh, in trust so now, so when people say, oh, I don't want to part of the court, I don't want to be a part of the corporation, I don't want to be a part of this. No, you do want to be a part of it. You want to take control of it, though. You want to have control of it. You want to get the royalties to uh, uh, the use of your, of your collateral and, and the monies that are, that are coming through uh, and the credits that are coming through uh, um, DTC and Boney. Why should they get it? You should be getting it. So what you want to do is you want to create a chain of title that establishes you're alive, you're back on the land, uh, and that you've got, you can, that you got your, your minor children under control and uh, so that you yield the benefits of everything. And, and that's where we're headed with this. And, and uh, we're getting very, very close on this. Now, it, it, now in, in my particular case, um, mine's only, mine's only dip, made it a little bit more difficult only for the reason of being an appeal. Um, uh, outside of that, if I wasn't in appeal, I was still in, in foreclosure, so in, in lower court, I'd probably be through with this by now. So, so it's not, it, these are not complex processes. It's just, um, I think, excuse me, I think, I, I think uh, it's more concept, understanding concept than anything else, uh, to understand that when you go into the court, uh, you're not dealing with, uh, you're dealing with an ad, admiralty court, and you are expected to know uh, that you're a merchant in commerce. Okay, I'm going to act like a merchant in commerce then, damn it. I'm going to put myself back on the land. I'm going to take control of minor children, my trading accounts, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna take control of that. And if you and if you and if you infringe upon that, then I'm gonna take your ass to court on a tort for infringement. And and I want my royalties and everything. So what you're doing here is is, is you are making yourself private, but you're also uh, 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 um, uh, um, 
uh, acting like a responsible merchant in commerce, taking control of your tradable name. So let me ask you this. When you were back in the court and the judge took off his robe, what all did you guys discuss? Or did he just tell you he didn't have uh, jurisdiction or what? Well, no, he said that he, said that he looked at the case, um, he, and he just said, I would love to help you. He goes, I can't, though, right now because I haven't got jurisdiction, uh, not while it's still in appeals court. Uh, get it removed from appeals court, and then, then, I, then, then put me back in jurisdiction. Uh, so, I mean, what I take that to mean is, uh, yes, I'm willing to help you out here. But he has to help out. He has no choice. And I'll, and well, I'll but he why. had his robe off. He's not going to help you if he's got the robe on, right? Well, if he's got the robe on, then you're talking to him, and you're talking to him at the at-law side, and that's okay. If he had his robe on, I could have talked to him at the at-law side because then I would say I'm here as the personal representative of the ABN, KB, uh, K- Kenneth W. Dost, um, and uh, I've, I've, I've got concerns to a minor account fraud that uh, we need to uh, 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 take further uh, in court action. So, so I can address him on either either way. Um, you said you uh, you said the minor accounts. Rod? The minor, the minor accounts are, Who is are all. the minor uh, you are referring to? The minor us, <laughs> our, our, our legal fiction. Our legal fiction is a minor account. Uh, even these though are, we're and, adults, or pardon me. Even though you're an adult, you're an incompetent minor adult. Uh, unless you, unless you have a, 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 a validated life and and put yourself back onto the land, you are lost mm-hmm. at sea. And uh, you are you are considered an incompetent minor adult. That's what you are. That's what we all are. That's why CPS can come in and take your children away from you. That's why uh, uh, the prison system. Uh, that's why they're throwing people, innocent people in prison uh, because we're all we're all, we're all in servitude uh, as minor uh, uh, incompetent adults. Is what we are. We're incompetent because we're not we, we're not acting as responsible. Uh, uh, what would you say? Responsible uh, uh, living man, living woman, uh, 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 acting in commerce. We've got it, and that, that's the whole thing to get across here is is that this comes down to us. This is our decision, and how we respond to that is our decision. Now we're, it's kind of like go, it's kind of like going down to the down to the um, uh, court of courts and, and saying, okay, here here here's what you guys are doing here. Here's the fraud that you're committing. I know that you're committing this fraud. Do you know that every time you're recording this, you're committing a fraud because of this, this, this reason? Now that you know this, Ms. Clerk, you have an obligation to step forward and, and, and stop this fraud, or you will be sued uh, and held uh, uh, personally liable for this. So what you're doing now is you're, you're, you're stepping outside, you're taking responsibility for your life by, by, by recognizing what your status is and going to correct your status. That's what all this has to do with. Right. I, you know, I always figured it was status. Jack Alpan taught about that. Do you know who Jack Alpan was? I don't know. An offhand, no. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the Jack Alpan? Jack Alpan. He was a oh. dentist. And oh, okay. uh, he wrote a book called A Question of Sovereignty. Or, uh, no, what is it? A Question of Status is what it was. <laughs> and it There's was a lot about status. There's a lot of great material out on that. A lot of great material. But what I, what I think, what we, I think, what people want and what people need is, is, is let's, let's, let's bypass the history lessons and let's bypass all of the details and get to the specific facts of what we need to do. Um, yeah, I agree. I, because otherwise, you confuse people too much. And and you know, I mean, we've all been working around this so much. As I was working with my brother over, gosh, five years really, with this child support enforcement. 
we utilized the ecclesiastical deed poll that uh, Franco Collins uh, authored. And this had the uh, judges and, and the people who were dealing with that so upset with us, my brother and me, that they literally called 40-some-odd lawyers into the courtroom the day I was testifying on my brother's behalf and actually reading this EDP into the court record. So we know that this issue of status has been, uh, you know, we've all been working around this for quite some time. It's just like the revocation of election that Adele Weiss has done such a great job of putting together. You know, there, it's, there are things that we have known but to put all of it together in a way that everybody can begin to understand it and and come to some place of agreement that we're all going to stand under this process as our way of reclaiming our status. I think, you know, we're just about to get to that place where those people who are willing to to come into compliance and to, to you know, make this make this sort of line in the sand. You know, we, we've been working around it now, gosh, for so many years. I mean, Angela, I know how many years you've been sort of doing all of this stuff, and and me too. You know, as we work through the years, and really just get to a place where where more and more of us are beginning to let go of our own private little specialties and and come together and share this research. Boy, I mean, gosh, as as I've been working behind the scenes with so many people. I think we've just made really great strides over the last few years to where we're about to come into agreement on the easiest way to do this. Well, not the easiest way, the correct way to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's been, and it is easy, though. It, it is easy, though, but yeah. there's, there's a lot of different uh, um, uh, ideas out there, and I don't want to pick on the constitutionalists. I really don't, but and I don't mean to. But uh, some of them are have have pretty staunch uh, and pretty uh, pretty hardline, I guess, attitude towards uh, uh, this whole issue of status and, and towards common law grand juries and so on and so forth. And, and uh, there's other uh, other uh, avenues out there where people are gotten thrown in jail because uh, they've uh, um, uh, for UCC one and UCC UCC three filings. And I think the one important thing to get across here is you know why you got thrown in jail because you don't have the authority to act on that. You don't have the authority until you come back onto the land, until you take control of yourself and your minor children. You don't have authority to do shit. That's why people are getting thrown in jail. So we don't want anybody else getting thrown in jail. So we want to find, we want to establish what the what the basic non-belligerent manner in doing this is, which is through equity. Because because exclu- here's the here's the thing, if if if, if, if a million of us went into uh, uh, um, uh, uh, well not even a million I guess it's just a handful of us mm-hmm. went into the at law side and, and and filed cases on this uh, we would be acting it, it, and and I would agree with this we would be acting in belligerence. Because what we be, what we would be doing would be uh, 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 breaking trade secrets, which is a, which is can be construed as a crime, and uh, 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 under the Patriot Act, I believe, uh, be deemed as, para- as terrorist to some degree. Because what we're doing is we're exposing a huge massive fraud, uh, which does have the potential of crashing the economy. So what we're doing here is we're going, we're, we're, we're recognizing the fact, and we're going into equity, into judges' chambers, and saying. Listen, we don't want to be belligerent. All we want to do is 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 is, is, 
find the right way to the ends of justice uh, in a peaceful manner. Um, and, and I think that, 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 that it's, I think this is going to be a way that, and, and this is something you've got to do one by one. Each of us got to do it on our own. But I think as time goes by, this is, this is the wave of the future. This, this is the avenue to do it. Um, and and I, I think it's going to become, a, I, I think it's going to be liberating all the way around. Um, now, that, now, that's not to say, now, i got my side of me that wants to nail these banks. I want to nail these guys to the wall. I really do. I do want to go at them at the outlaw side. But then again, you know, I, I step back and I think, okay, well, what happens if, we, if none of us went at the outlaw side and we all just uh, went, 10,000 of us, 100,000 of us went in the same day and submitted equity claims to the court? Um, what happens, though? What, I mean, and we, let, and we let the bankers go. We let them go. What happens, though? What happens is now we've got our attorneys there. They're going to be stuck in between the court system, the state agencies, and the banks, and they're going to destroy themselves. What better, what, what, what better way is there when you think of it? What better way is there? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Let them destroy themselves. Yeah, let them destroy themselves. I mean, basically push the first domino and let the rest fall. I mean, I've, I've been dealing with this shit for eight years. I'm tired. I want to. I want to buy an island. <laughs> I want to go sailing. I want to have fun. I want to get back to life again. I don't want to fight these banks anymore. So, so, if I, so if I can go in, if I can go into equity and I can present uh, uh, my side to the to, as a competent, sophisticated uh, uh, individual that's back on the land, and I can get, and I can get my 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 uh, accounts all lined up and 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 uh, my white card as they call it, I'm more than happy with that. Let me live my life. And I think, I think everybody would be happy that way. Let the banks eat themselves apart. And, and get the IRS off our backs. You know, all of these things that we have to deal with, basically these processes are going to take care of so that we don't have to keep fighting the system like this. I mean, I, I think all of us would really love to come to peace with it. Who wants to keep a, a running war? We've had 150 years of that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it's, it's tiring, you know. It's very tiring. And I, I think I think what better revenge is there than sitting uh, down in a, a cabin in a sailboat and 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 opening up a newspaper and finding out that attorneys are are ripping themselves to shreds or going to jail? Hey, that's great. I'm happy with that. I'm enjoying myself. I'm not in the middle of a fight anymore. I, I think that's what you know. Let them destroy themselves. They, they've instituted a system here. Um, that and, and the American Bar Association has instituted a system here of um, um, these uniform acts that they've written, that they administer, um, and uh, uh, it, it, like well, the, the, the you know they've got us they've got us convinced that we're consumers and we bought and we bought and sold that or bid onto that and uh, in a big way uh, when in fact everything we're dealing with plays out uh, uh, administratively through these uniform acts. And the playbook that we should be looking to is the uh, uh, Model Business Corporate Act, which 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 defines us uh, in our true sense that we should know of, incorporated by reference as partnerships and and all these different corporate uh, designations that they're running through behind our backs in the IRS, and they're playing it out through the um, through the Administrative Act uh, of the Model Business Corporate Act. So you know. Once we once we address and, and, and lay claim to, or lay let me claim, but lay allegations to, or, or point out to uh, what, what systems they're going to and going through, it, hey, they're going to start eating themselves at that point in time. What, how are they going to defend themselves? They could, they're not going to come back and say, oh, you're a consumer. No, I'm not a consumer. Here's the indenture. Here's your uh, uh, trust that you guys got set up. Here's my uh, here's my here's my birth certificate. What what else do you want? 
You can't do anything else. You're stuck now. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. I'm really uh, looking forward to your next update. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I am excited. I think that, um, like I said, I've done this. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, I never did I imagine I'd be here. Never, never. Um, and it's you know, it, it's it's something that when I first started stumbling upon this stuff, I wanted nothing to do with it. Nothing. And I tried walking away from it many times, just couldn't. And uh, there's times that that I, I I just I just want to throw up. I just so I'm just so sickened by by uh, um, the blatant uh, how blatant it is. I mean, it, it really it really really is. I mean, the reality that we're living in is is like night and day. I mean, literally, it's like night and day. We're living in the dark, and it, it just it, it, it's enough, you know. And, and if you could see the whiteboards that he had behind his office, I will never forget the first time I did an interview with him, and he showed us. I mean, it literally circled his office. It is my office. <laughs> yeah, with the whiteboards of how he had taken the time to diagram all of this out. And so this is why he kept on till he was able to talk with such knowledge about it because he did reverse engineer it. And so, you know, it's it's taken, oh my gosh, it's, well, you know how long it's taken all of us to put all of these pieces together. And then there are so many more. Think about how many more people can follow at least uh, somewhat knowledgeable this conversation that you have on your Thursday shows on a regular basis. I mean, yeah, when you first many. started, yeah, when, when you first started, it, it was almost non-existent. And as we've all shared and kept on doing this, as we've been pulled into things, whether we wanted to or not, I was pulled into my brother's case because my elderly mother was losing all of her savings, and my brother was being threatened with jail every six months on a regular basis. And my dad said, Becky, you've got to help the family. You know, well, that's what we do. We get pulled into this. And then as I did this, I just started getting more and more flabbergasted by what I was, you know, what I was seeing. And it's like, this can't be real. And the the deeper I got, the more I knew that I didn't have any choice. I had to do something about it. I had to find a way to help other people understand it and to deal with it so that we could all begin to take personal responsibility because at the end of the day, it's our country, it's our lives, and it is up to us. And, you know, that's that's really the bottom line for me. I know my, my brother and I just worked together so hard on it to the point where, you know, it was very, very difficult for him. When he, he just simply, he's not as much a student as I, as I was, but, boy, he learned and he stayed with it. And so now he's as he's as dedicated to his own uh, knowledge stage as as I became. So I'm sorry, it it takes a certain amount of becoming competent from that standpoint. Yeah, a lot of people don't even you know you start talking about this stuff and they it's like it's like you're a vampire or something. They want to get away from you really quickly and. Well, but see, you know, but see, here's the thing though, it, it, it's it's. <laughs> It's not. It's not. As, you know. Some. Yeah. Some. Some of this can be spun in a conspiratorial manner. Um, this is. You know. We're being matter of fact. 
Um, and, and, you know, I mean, uh, uh, anybody who questions it or anybody who says we're baddie, uh, just look at the facts. I mean, the facts are there. All you have to do is open your eyes to it. Now, it, 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 and people who want to extricate themselves from the, the pain that you're in and we're in, and, and this, is the, this is the way to go. This is the only way to go. It's okay, the only let me way ask you this. Uh, so, but does one have to be involved in a dispute with a government entity in order to no. do this process? No. No, so, no. You can, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can institute the same time you want to. I mean, you could, you could, be, uh, you could, you could uh, uh, slap your sheeple, uh, slap your neighbor's sheeple awake and say, hey, go do this and get him to do it, and he can extricate himself from this. Um, anybody can do it. I mean, just, you don't have to be in a dispute to, uh, to, to claim your, uh, uh, to, develop, to, to validate your life. I mean, you don't have to do that. It would be easy to do it that way then because you're not in the controversy at that point in time. Yeah, it would be easier. But I think, Angela, that the reason why so many of us have been drawn to this, we have had these situations where we are being drawn into this controversy in order to wake us up. You know? I don't think you can really appreciate it. Yes, until you've gone through it. And, and I certainly don't want anybody else, I don't want anybody going through, it, going through what I've gone through. And I know that people are going through, have spent years on this thing and, and, and are not in the area, and not in the space that I'm in right now. Um, I, if, if, I can, if I can, if we can give some relief and answers to those people, I'm more than happy to. I mean, anybody's, anybody's, anybody's going to have the right to see this material. Everybody. Anybody who wants to. Uh, because you're entitled to it. Everybody's entitled to it. And, and so it will be brought out, it will be released, and it will be at, 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 as, a, as a teaching tool so we can get as many people, whether well, people that want to go through this, uh, uh, to do this. Um, so but it does, but, but, but warning though, it does take, it, it does take an effort. Um, you have to take the time to at least uh, understand, you've got to be able to defend it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. right. So ultimately, gonna, at the end, when you're all done, what do you hope to accomplish? Are you going to get your house back? Is it what? I mean, uh, actually, uh, my my end game to this is going to. I see a big bonfire at my house. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to. I want to make sure I got my house back free and clear, and and try to just so I can burn the damn thing down because it's. It, it, I, I designed. I built the house. And it's a beautiful house, but it's become a prison. I hate the damn place. I, I I want nothing. I want nothing more than to be far away from it and and somewhere else. But but it is the it is the land that I make my stand on. Um, at the end of the day, here um, I just want um, just to live my life, and I want other people to to, to be able to live their lives as well. Um, I, you know, it, it's, what do I see at the end? I don't know. I just I see peace. I see an, an end. <laughs> peace. I, I really think that 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 has to be our ultimate goal. That we have freedom from tyranny. Right. That that we have peace on the land. You know, and everybody always makes a big deal about the thousand years of peace. Well, by gosh, let's declare it and let's bring on the thousand years of peace. You know, we we spent so much time bitching about politics and how crooked politics and how crooked government is. And what I, and, and what I've realized here, it, it, it's it, it's it's our, it really is in our power. Yeah, um, but 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 I can't do it for you, and you can't do it for me. Um, you got to do it for yourself. I got to do it for myself. But if we all, if, if, if we each do it for ourselves, then what we've done is we can we can change everything. We can change the country. We can change our lives. We can help other people. Um, and I, and I think that's very encouraging. I think that um, this is this is uh, um, this is the. Uh, 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 it, it, it's it, I don't know it, it, it's 
it's the it's the opportunity that we've all been given at this particular point in time. Yep. You know, it's it's the choice that we all have to make that we are going to start paying more attention and taking responsibility, taking these systems not for granted, but taking our own role within this. You know, we always say we don't like the government. We don't like what's going on. Well, the truth of it is we have let other people decide what happens for us. And it's really, you know, what what are we if we are free, sovereign, and independent? And we want government all by and for the people, then what does that really mean? You know, that means that we don't just allow somebody to tell us what we do in our sovereign capacity. We have to take responsibility. And when somebody steps on our territory, first of all, we have to know what they are doing that is against ethical considerations. And we have to be able to defend, you know, I mean, it's like, I always look at natural law having two major components, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of it is do not allow them to do to you what you do not want done also. I think there's two parts of it. You know, you have to understand how you are going to protect yourself and, you know, do unto other people. But you do have to have that that self-responsible attitude toward yourself at the same time. Right. And, I, and I think that uh, common law grand juries are, are, are a necessity. They're a must. But, but at the same time, I think a lot of them are, done, uh, uh, is, is, are, being, uh, they are, are being generated out of anger uh, more than uh, anything else. And I think that we're never going to get there uh, on that pathway. Uh, the way that we're going to get there uh, is through probate. Really, it's through probate, and it's through dealing with our own selves and our own and our own status and our own situations, and straightening out those situations that will get us to the common law grand juries. Because what you're going to see here is the more and more people that that do this, uh, it, it's going to it's going to uh, uh, um, certainly lay down a foundation uh, where common law grand juries will become a necessity at that point in time. It, it, you got you got to run before you walk is the way I look at it, and I think I think. Uh, 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 to get through probate, we've got to walk through pro I'm sorry, to get to a common law grand juries, we've got to walk through probate first. There, there is no question that every case goes before probate. This was something that I was just very aware of. It's because I had done very diligent study with the uh, Franco Collins material for three years during the time when I was working with my brother on this. And so I had that foundation in admiralty and ecclesiastical and, you know, the various forms of law. And darn if I didn't watch it, you know, come to be right there in front of our eyes. But as I had to bail my brother out of jail when he was thrown in for contempt of court, uh, then it went to probate. The jailer was very clear about telling us that we had to go pay the purge payment to the probate judge. And so as you began to understand, you know, to pay somebody, to redeem somebody out of purgatory, you know, you could begin to see how all of these forms of court were coming together and how all of it came back into probate. There was never any question that it was done under the the probate judge. So, you know, it's it's those kinds of that that knowledge stage that we've all had to come to as we've been working behind the scenes to get all of this stuff sort of to a place where where we have an 
um, an organized way to teach it. Well, and it's you know, and and we've done, and, it, and like I said, they've done a beautiful way of uh, of sidetracking us. Oh yeah. And you know, the, the idea that this that we're that we're fighting over a mortgage or defending a mortgage. Uh-uh. Now this this everything goes to the estate. Everything goes to the estate because that's where all the money's at for these guys. That's where they're generating all the money is on the estates uh, and through annuities and whatnot and uh, um, uh, everything. Uh, yes, CPS, CPS, CPS. Obliger lien, the obliger lien and child support. That is, that is a lien that cannot even be uh, dismissed in a bankruptcy. For Pete's sakes, you know, go back in and understand what the obliger liens are. Man, do you really get the information as you follow the 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 leads as you get in there and study the Title Four D manuals and the places where all of these uh, are are put together. It it it's you know you just follow it back through, and there's no way that you can dismiss what you're learning as you as you put it together. Well, as you start going through this and you start you get into you look at this, you look at the right documents too. Yes. yes. You know, you, and, and, I, and I can direct people to those documents. You know, forget the PSA, throw that out. Go to the indenture. When you read the indenture and you and you understand where your position is, you understand that you are the the, the owner and you are the uh, uh, the settler and what what your role is and the issuer. Uh, when you read these indentures, you, 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 you scratch your head thinking, "Oh my God, what the hell? Is, this is this is mine here. This lays out my rights here that they've taken away." So so it really is identifying the. It's looking at the right documents, putting your eyes on the right documents in the right frame of mind, which is understanding what your position here is. You're not a debtor. Uh, if you go from it from that point of view, you're, you've lost. You're done with. Um, it, so, it, so it's really a matter of identifying what position we are in this in, in this game we're in, or this, this this whatever you want to call it, and then moving on from there. Um, I want to just, um, if I could, I just want to just kind of just uh, go through the documents that were submitted. And I can't obviously I can't go through them in detail and read every one of them here. And, and you know, there's well, about a hundred pages here. So I just want to just kind of give people an idea of what was filed here. Um, and and uh, uh, the, the top document is an affidavit and extension uh, by depository and acknowledgement and appointment. And what what that means in in in, in simple terms is is that uh, you are holding the judge uh, and appointing the judge as trustee, um, and you're holding him to his oaths and bonds. Now, now this is what he actually filed into equity. And what he had to do, he filed this whole set of documents into the court record, and then he sent it by registered mail to the judge. So it was a two-step process that he did. Well, a three-step process, actually. You don't send it to the attorneys yeah. for the bank. You send it to the bank uh, CFO. So in my case, it was sent to uh, um, HSBC CFO. Um, and then the face document is is, uh, is is a handwritten document. It's, it's to invoke exclusive equity, and it's a notice of the court that you're acting in a non-representative capacity. And I, a, a man, appear in peace by way of restricted special appearance in a non-representative capacity and third-party intervener subject to my receipt of your written verifiable claim and proof of claim uh, to the contrary, within three days of receipt of this notice. So basically, what you're doing is you're, put, you're putting the court on notice that you're going to exclusive equity, and you're and you're you're, you're basically saying that you're coming down in three days uh, to to uh, 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 for an appearance with the judge. So you're, you're requesting, you're demanding that that you that you that that that, that uh, uh, you go in exclusive equity, and then you got to do some ritual things on here, which is the two cent stamps in the upper um, right hand corner and in the uh, uh, back. Side copy with a uh, gold pen si- signature at an angle, so there's some there's some ritual to it. 
Um, and then uh, I filed in uh, um, my certificates uh, and uh, Liz pendants uh, to, to the, so that the, the clerk knows that I filed into court. And then affidavit of special appearance in a non-representative capacity, um, which is uh, um, uh, just declaring uh, that you're an affiant, that, that as the affiant you're coming in and stating that you're the only real party in interest to this case. Um, that's, a, that's a simple document, two, three-page document with uh, um, signatures and a red thumbprint. Um, and it, uh, what you want to do is you want to do it in um, uh, uh, as uh, Kenneth William, uh, House of Dost. Uh, and if you're married, you want to do a, uh, uh, for you, your wife, and if you're married, you want to do uh, 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 together as a husband, spouse, I'm sorry, a husband, wife, and a, uh, a settler, no, no, settler, survivor. Mm-hmm. As a settler survivor, and that's that's very important because what they're getting us on, and what they're getting married couples on, is they're not getting them so much in their individual capacity, although they are. Uh, but all the trusts that are hidden from us are these hidden corporations, these partnerships, which is the husband and wife or their, or their couple. And, and so, in order to do this, what he's done is to file all of these in in triplicate, one for him, one for his wife. And one as a couple, because the way they are getting into that estate, they are assuming that the man is surety, and then they have to take away the survivorship rights for the wife in order to be able to do this. So this is overcoming all of those presumptions. Yeah, and see what they're doing is, is that's how they, that's how they, that's how they dissolve even in divorce relationships they're, and separations. They're dissolving that uh, fee simple and that right of survivorship by canceling it out um, by, by uh, 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 um, uh, presumptive uh, um, filings that you have to recognize. Uh, next filing I put in was a revocation, uh, termination of power of attorney and agency, and electronic notarial certificate. And what this is is just basically rescinding all signatures and powers of attorney. But the important thing here is, excuse me, is, is, is to uh, revoke uh, what's, what's known as the electronic notarial certificate. Let me explain what that is. That is a certificate that is that is issued at the time that your alleged mortgage loan is recorded into the county record. And what that electronic notarial certificate is, it just sits there in an electronic file um, and waits for a return signature three years down the road, four years down the road, five years down the road, whenever they decide to foreclose on you and put your signature on an assignment that they're going to assign back to the court and they're going to put it with a notarial certificate like it's a brand-new certificate. It was just, it was just uh, notarized that day. So it, it, it's hugely fraudulent. Um, so that's why you want to re- revoke the electronic notarial certificate. That's, that's the big certificate that is, uh, that's binding all these things. Um, let's see. And then, uh, then, then we go on How did you find that? Huh? How did you find now, that? Now, now, this is the one, remember we said that as they're filing these documents in, they leave the Social Security number off of everything. This notarial certificate is the one that has the Social Security number attached to it that makes the difference then so that they're able to basically steal from the estate. So remember what we talked about? We said that uh, these loans are open-ended agreements that they don't close, if you want to call it a closing, until, not, not at the closing table, there's never a closing there. The closing actually is when they, they issue the notice of foreclosure and the assignment of deed of trust against you. So 
in order to do that, they've got to have a notary, uh, uh, the notarial certificate on that. Uh, but to, to avoid the idea, to avoid, now this is where I guess they could kind of get plausible deniability, but they can't because it's, it's des- cause they've already designed it as a fraud. Um, uh, at, at the indenture level, uh, they, they put your signature on the document, which you've allowed them to do through your power of attorney, and, but they very specifically state, do not uh, um, uh, uh, wit- have witness signature on here and do not notarize it. Now, why don't they do that? They don't have to do it. Why? Because they ship it back to the county and they just put that electronic notarial certificate that was done, whatever, three years prior and match that together. And then they got you. So I, I found that document because of all the research, of, of, of um, research in SEC filings, um, uh, uh, patents, um, uh, the systems they're using with the, uh, with the counties. Um, and, and this is uh, specific to a, a system called PRIA, which is Property Rights Industry Association, uh, which um, is utilized in, uh, I think, probably 80% of, of, of counties uh, across the country. And um, in these filings, um, uh, uh, or in this process, it lays out how, how the identifiers for, for persons and for uh, parties. And it literally has a section there, non-humans. And in the non-human column is your all-caps name. And then it has the living person, which is, you know, your, 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 your small-caps name. So, I mean, they, they, that's how it's very important. This, this idea. What, what, what is that on? What paper? It's, it's, on, it's, on, a, it's on the, well, it is on, do, yeah, it's not on documents. It is on documents. It's, it's, it's utilized by a company called Property Rights um, Industry Association, which is PRIA, which is a, a, um, a platform that is used by uh, 80% of counties in the United States. Uh, and it's a platform for uh, recording, for transfers, for um, uh, 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 ministerial duties, to indexing and whatnot for property, and, and used by the county clerks. And uh, um, I got the documents on it for the, uh, how the system is run and how it, how it operates and, and, and how it uh, functions, and that's where that comes from. Uh, it, that's, that, that's part of the protocol, how it lays it out, defines uh, uh, their processes as the all-caps name is defined as non-human, and uh, so, so it lays out everything that we're talking about as far as identity is concerned um, and, 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 the, and the delineations between the identities. That's really an interesting finding. And, and if, you, know, it, you know, we're talking about this stuff there, and we should probably should get this stuff on, up on a website. <laughs> because I can't put it, I mean, for me to put it on Facebook, it's going to confuse the hell out of people. Are you on, are you on your uh can you put stuff on, the, on your page? Yes, we are just about ready to launch Natural Justice Academy to be able to have a lot of this documented so that people Natural will Justice be able to. Natural Justice Academy. Natural yeah, Justice nat- Academy? Yeah, Natural Justice Academy. Yeah. And, and I know that a, a friend of mine, Marjorie, is putting together a website too. So that will be a, another website, but I, yeah. I don't know where that's at. But I, I realize as we're talking about these things, uh, people are probably scratching their head and their asses thinking, okay, where do I see these documents? Um, yeah. And to put them on, dump them on Facebook. Facebook's not. I can dump them on Facebook, but I mean, it'd be nice to put them in well, category, categorized yeah, form, form, so that people can understand what's going yeah, on. And I really Very would like, and I really would like people to see the PRIA documents in addition to the other documents. Well, the adventure, just to follow all of this, Angela, it blows your mind. But you can <laughs> see it. You know, I mean, we always talk about black ink on white paper. You know, how do you prove what it is we're talking about? 
And, of course, you know, that's always been a big part of what we've been doing behind the scenes is being able to get to these source documents so that we know what we're talking about. We're not just blowing in the wind. We're not just pretending. We We have the whole sequence of events in a way that people can begin to understand. Right, right, right. Um, and then now to go back to, I'm going to go back and just uh, the yeah, five, finish, the five, finish the five minutes that we put in. And that now we're going to in-camera restricted special appearance uh, and a notice, of, a notice and order in exclusive equity. Uh, and this is where we de- declare ourselves as a, as, as a living man of God and, and our ecclesiastical uh, uh, aspects and, 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 and to deny and to, 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 to push aside the fact that we're not a surety. Um, so again, that those are done. Uh, three, three storms again in triplicate. Again. Uh, and then uh, uh, again, uh, uh, special invocation and exclusive equity uh, that is out of, under necessity because it's the only remedy that we can get, and, and the only remedy we can get is coming in as a living person, our living man, uh, and dealing with the judge as a living man. So it's under necessity, and that's why we're invoking exclusive equity. Now we go. Now we go to the interesting, the good stuff, uh, which is the treaties. Um, now, underneath the uh, Treaty of Amity, uh, which is an 18, 1814 18, treaty, is a perpetual peace treaty. Uh, and, and essentially, uh, um, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, my mind just went blank. Prisoners of war. Thank you. We're not prisoners of war and we're not uh, trading uh, with, with the enemy. With the enemy. You know how much time we spent on getting an understanding of how the Trading with the Enemy Act pulled into this. Well, in this, uh, in this form that he's put into the, the equity judge, he has a, what is it called, the affidavit, yeah, the affidavit of civilian POW. He's actually claiming the status as a protected POW under all of these treaties. And then literally puts in all of the treaties behind this so that he's got a complete chain of reference to all of the treaties that he's invoking in this equity court. Now, does that make sense to you, Angela? Have you been following that enough to know what we're talking about there? I think so. I think I got it. But it it would be nice to be able to see it, you know, and study it a little more. Just hearing you guys talk about it, you know, is one thing, but... Oh, I'd I like know, to be I able know, to read I know. It. <laughs> yeah, but I'll wait till the website is up. I wrote it down. I'll check. Is it uh, up yet? Natural Justice Academy. No, no, we we are still in the process of getting it uh, put together. There's just been so much. We we really wanted to get as many of the steps attested before we did that. That was one of the things that we've all been a little slow. Because good gracious, just, you know, back, uh, it's been almost a year now, we've been trying our best to get a real handle on exactly how to do the status correction. And so many of us have been testing it behind the scenes. And it's it's really just been a job to, to get it down to as simple, but to make sure that we have that process down to the point where it's going to do the job that we need it to do. Yeah. And then, and then the documents at that point in time will be available yeah. to anyone. Yeah. Um, and the importance of the, uh, the treaty of Ghent is, and, and surrender is basically saying, um, uh, give us our shit back. You can't, yeah. you, it, it's an illegal government taken, so give us our shit back. You have to give it back. Um, so uh, this, this pretty much binds them to uh, um, 
uh, well, abandoning a foreclosure uh, uh, and giving your stuff back in hand. Well, I guess in jail. Well, yeah, and if you remember the War Powers Act of 1917, how we all really got an understanding of this as Rod was doing all of the work on the War Powers Act, and we just started reading and understanding how the licensing and registration came in mm -hmm. and how then war was never, you know, we're, we've been, been in a perpetual state of war under a state of emergency where they conscripted all of our property and have never given it back. Well, the treaty of amity, they have to. Yes. Because that's a standing, that's a, that's a perpetual peace treaty. Yes, a perpetual peace treaty. So that was the secret that we didn't have at that particular time. We saw how they had conscripted all of our stuff, but then we didn't quite have all of the pieces to put it back together until they discovered this treaty of amity, which uh, basically makes them uh, liable under it. And, of course, it, it pulls in. As, as he's put all of these uh, together, it pulls in the uh, uh, Liber Articles 100 that we all know about. You know, we've all had so many of these pieces. Mm -hmm. But it's really then just pulling all of the treaties together in a way that basically says we're no longer considered war criminals, we're no longer in a, a war situation. So it's it's really an important piece. And, also, and, then, go, and then yes, the, the waivers are the waivers go into it. The annexes go into it. Uh, into uh, as Rebecca was saying, uh, defining the uh, the treaties and uh, our rights underneath the treaties. Um, and that and that's really the package. And uh, um, so what we've done is we've covered everything, and there's a lot of people. A few people have worked a lot. Well, Mark Gonzo and I worked on this thing for a month and a half straight, uh, and and Bob Locke, and um, it, it's. Um, I, I think I, I'm proud of it. I, I think that we've got the we've got the package here. Uh, are there going to be any other pieces that need to go with it? Yeah, there probably are going to be a couple other pieces to go with it. But that's okay because that's administrative. Um, and we're, we have a right to make, we can make mistakes in administrative and fix those mistakes. The point is, is that we're in the right venue and we're in the right capacity. Um, and uh, um, it, it's, it's, it feels good. I, this feels right. And everything, everything that, from my research and everything from everybody else's I mean, everything falls into place in these pieces. Uh, and like I said, if you want to go at the outlaw side, you can now go at the outlaw side. Um, you can go after them for uh, 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 deceptive trade practices or on contract uh, fraud or, or RICO or ethics mm -hmm. violations or uh, uh, racketeering or antitrust. Oh, my God. Um, you know, their secrets have been exposed, if you will. Um, it's just really just, and it's not that difficult of a key. I mean, once you understand the basic concept of this, it, 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 you, you, know, you pick up a document, bing, 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 uh, lights start going off because it all starts falling into place for you. And, and you know, we're, we're, a lot, we're far, far away from where we were eight years ago um, sure. where we were trying, where we had nothing. I mean, well, even just a year or two ago where we had nothing for any kind of remedy or, any, or couldn't do anything. Now we've got all kinds of remedies. We've got, I mean, the solutions are there. Um, we the, the path has been charted and, and now it's just time to execute it and I and I think we're I think we're gonna do okay. Well, I'm excited for you and I I'm excited to see the end result for you. You know. Well, not for not so. for me. It's just not for it's just not for me. <laughs> this is I mean I I don't you know I I I, I want to get my situation over just because it's a pain in the ass. But once my situation is over, then it's, it's for everybody. I mean, this isn't for right. me. Um, yeah. I, this is this, this is something that everybody has. Yeah, but you you have to start the somewhere, right? And you're the one <laughs> doing it, so 
I would like to see it come, you know, uh, all the way through to fruition, to success. So how long do you think that's going to be? I don't think it's going to be that long. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm waiting for um, uh, the appeals court to dismiss the, uh, dismiss uh, dismiss my uh, my motion, um, which you know it could be I don't know it could be it could be a, a couple of days from now it could be a week from now, and the minute that is accomplished, then I, I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, pedal back down to the court and uh, um, uh, get with Judge Grove again and and, and uh, bring up the equity claim and say let's let's deal let's get this thing done with, and see where we go from there. I don't think it's going to be a, a it's not, I don't think it's going to be long drawn out. Uh, I think that uh, uh, once Grove really pours through this, once uh, him and I sit down and talk about the details of this, I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be very. I think he's gonna have respect for for the fact that you know, we, you know, we're learning. We're, we're all learning. Did, uh, did you uh, tell uh, the uh, judge that you were gonna dismiss your appeals case? Well, I, he he kind of told me to. He kind of told me to dismiss it uh, so that he can get jurisdiction. Um, so in a roundabout way, he kind of told me to dismiss it, and it makes sense to dismiss it. I mean, it doesn't. At this point in time, what I've what I've what I've gone in a, an appeal um, is a is an assignment for a fraud on the court. Um, the case, the affirmative defense I put in, it was very very valid. But at the same time, though, I realized that I was standing at the time. So I mean, really, that case is really worthless to me. So I mean, it, 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 it's kind of a, um, a thorn in my side right now that I just want to just get rid of and accept the fact that they get that that they did award judgment and then just flow into a new new action, which is already down there, just waiting for uh, jurisdiction to be handed what to. What if it. you don't hear from the appeals court for like a year? No, that's not going to be that. It's not going to be that. It's going to be. I'm sure I'll hear from him next week. Um, I don't oh, think okay. it's. I'm not, but I know I mean, that. What if the other? What if the judge, got, you know, called uh, or had his clerk call over to the appeals court and say, you know what, just sit on that for a while. Well, let's. I didn't get. I didn't get. I didn't get that from him at all. Um, <laughs> I, I got a, a very um, a warm. Well, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You know. I, I, well, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I agree with you. That could. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably some judges probably won't do that. Um, I don't think uh, um, I got all impressions that 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 he wants to that he that he wants to help that he 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 sees that um, that I know my shit now and I think that's I think that's what's important here for a lot of these judges um, and also too I, I think that if, if he's a smart judge which he is uh, I think he'll realize that uh, he's kind of on thin water at, or uh, needles at thin, thin ice thin at this point in time because because he's going to have to act in one way or another. Um, and, and, we, and now that we've invoked his um, uh, and, and accepted his oath and bond, um, that kind of uh, puts him on the hot seat to some degree. And so I, I don't think that is. I don't think there's going to be too much resistance. I think that this. I think once this appeals thing is is settled, I think I think the whole matter will settle pretty quickly, don't you? Well, it was yeah. very interesting to me to to just watch how this unfolded with my brother's foreclosure because we literally got it stopped. And it took us, you know, we, we just had to keep going with it until we really found a way to get them stopped. And then once we did, the judge sort of became on our side. It was pretty obvious to kind of watch that because he had really been, you know, just, um, well, he'd been playing his role. Mm-hmm. But when it so came what, down so, to the play, okay. I was going to say, so what happened with your brother's foreclosure? Well, I, it was a uh, child support enforcement where he was oh, being thrown in debtor's prison every time he turned around. We ended up using a waiver of tort, which really, really worked. I mean, we, we did the uh, misprison of felony by putting the uh, this 
I, I had done all of the administrative process with all of the county officials and the state officials and, you know, two state officials plus the federal. So what, they were going to foreclose on your brother's property to collect no, the child? No, 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 no. I, I need to make that distinction. The foreclosure that we're talking about is on a human being. The foreclosure that we're talking about is exactly the same paperwork that they utilize to take into court to take possession of the really? human no. body himself. That's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with these foreclosures. Yes. You're not dealing with foreclosure on a real property. You're dealing with foreclosure ah. on, on, a human, on a human being. And what, and what constitutes that? It's the signature. It's the identity to the human being. That's what they're foreclosing upon. The real property is, their, like I said, is their, is their diversion, I guess. It's, it's, our, it's, it's our world, uh, but it's really it's their, it's their candy, if you will. Yeah. Um, but they're, what they're really foreclosing on is our being. Why? Because what, 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 what's executed here is not the, it's not the real property. It's our signatures and our identity. That's what's at stake here. That's what they're foreclosing on. That, that was what turned me so into the kind of uh, advocate for justice that I have been. Because when I held that piece of paper in my hand, I had been working with all Which kinds piece of, of paper? What I had been working with people on their home foreclosures for several years. I held the, the foreclosure and default judgment paper in my hand and realized that this was a foreclosure on a human being, not on a piece of property because there was no property involved in this in any way. The only property before the court was my brother and his body. And so as I realized exactly what was going on and that obliger lien was on him, it wasn't on a piece of property. He was being treated as the thing, as the piece of property. Then everything that I had been learning about that slavery contract became very, very viscerally real for me in that moment. And that's when I started going in and digging into these documents so that I could find a way. I was determined at that point in time that I was going to hold these public officials accountable. I was going to stop this insanity. And so, you know, that's what we did. It took us, you know, it took us time to get that done. But we did get them stopped. And unable to move, we took it to the risk management you know, the state of Georgia, we put the assistant district attorney into a court case. I mean, we, we did whatever it took to become responsible ourselves in this particular situation. And, you know, that's what you do when you're up against something like that. And you go from the equity side. Now, now they have to fear you because now you can go after. Now they got personal liability, yeah. and that's important. What you said about risk management, yeah. Uh, but now you're going after liabilities, and and that's what we did with the waiver of tort. You know, as we as we uh, uh, put all of those processes to work in order to get you know in order to get it stopped. Right. As long as you're, as long as you're functioning as an incompetent minor, yeah. then, then they can they can they can do what they want to you. Until you until you recognize that fact and take measures to change that. Yes, and so it became uh, the the self understanding, you know that that both that, that all of us made as we were working with this. It became the self understanding of who we were that really made the difference in how we were able to you know to answer for ourselves because 
that's what had to be done in all cases. I mean, I actually was a witness for my brother when all of those suits piled into the courtroom as we were doing that EDP. Well, you know, that was the State Justice Institute sending the the propaganda in to show the judge, you know, to to show the lawyers how to deal with the people like us who were coming in. So, I mean, you know, we, we had to, we, it was quite a learning experience as we all went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in with, with what he's been going through. And the bar attorneys definitely, uh, and the secretaries of state, and, you know, they, they know that we're, Catching on to them, yeah. uh, but see the problem is, is that especially the secretaries of state, you know, they they've uh, put out papers and they've made it uh, um, uh, uh, their their mission, I guess, to uh, um, uh, call us crazy, to call constitutions yeah. and sovereign people as 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 terrorists and whatnot. And, and in some respects, maybe they, you know, some people went too far with with things that that did kind of cause some, uh, um, uh, uh, did cause us a little bit of problem, but really not. Because nah, the they're, the, the, they're real quick to put a, a label on you and call you names. That's what they do. Right, right. Well, I, I laughed when I saw you. Um, um, uh, I think it was it was a paper written by Secretary of State, um, uh, the, the executive board of Secretary of State, because they're a corporation, you know, and they got an association. And, and they, they classified uh, the sovereign movement and so on and so forth. And they said, oh, and yeah, these fanatics out there think that there's a straw man and, and they're trying to attach a straw man. And I have to laugh when I see that because, my God, it's it, the straw man. We've described the straw man. We, I mean, he, he, he's right here. You know, the straw. There is a straw man, and the straw man is us. And uh, 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 they've hijacked our straw man. Uh, so, um, you know, but we got to go about it in the right way. And uh, I, I tell you, this is this is this is the right way to go about this thing. And what you're going to see happen here is when when you were talking about officials, you know, you talk about administrators uh, uh, and city council people, uh, you're going to see them uh, destroy themselves. Because that's going to, despite us acting peacefully and doing our thing as we're supposed to be doing, doing the rightful thing, uh, their whole system's just going to come apart around them. And, you want to uh, take some questions? We're getting down to it's almost a two-hour mark. Okay, and yeah, you, sure. we've gone. I mean, this boy, this two hours went by really fast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it did. Unbelievable. Um, okay, we've got Greg Gorey unmuted. Go ahead, Greg. Oh, did you mute yourself back out? Okay, go ahead. You've been unmuted. No. Um, thank you, Angela. No. You're um, in the last 30 seconds, I had to dial back in because I got kicked off. That's really so strange. But you know, that's, yeah, well, what's funny here is on my end is my Skype. I'm on Skype. It came up and it said, database error, please close Skype and sign in again. But I didn't. I just parked that little message down at the bottom and left it alone. And so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know. Hey, Greg, I'm I recognize sure, I'm, that I'm sure the satellites are watching at you. Hello, uh-huh. Sam. It's great to hear your voice. How are you doing, Greg? It's been okay, a while. so anyway, did you have a question or a comment, my dear? Um, I guess I did. <laughs> um, well, what is it? God only knows. Hi, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, good. You know, uh, I'm I'm a fan and supporter of your work, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> so so when I get critical with you, you know that it's from my heart. I know it's coming. I know it's coming with love. <laughs> right, thank you. And too many, I think too many folks just glom on to, you know, being fan club members and jumping on wagons. 
where they really don't understand what the hell is going on. And if they see somebody moving forward, doing something well, um, they jump on blindly and stupidly sometimes. And you know that yeah. and I know that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you don't want people doing. Right. And you know that Angela and I both, in hosting our shows, try very hard to provide neutral forums to allow everybody to express their their opinions so that the American people themselves can make decisions about the information. As it should be, yes. Right. Fortunately, when I call into Angela's show, I can just be an American and not a host. <laughs> and I can... <laughs> I can take the position of just being Greg and not being the neutral host of a show. And okay. so I, pre- I appreciate that opportunity where I can contribute to, to part of what you're doing by being a foil and just push some buttons and have you think about some things. Okay. Um, one of the things that after listening for the past two hours to your show, and this is just, you've heard this from me a hundred times, and we did this, and that's the reason that we broke up your program into three parts, is that you've got so much to talk about that you convert one, uh, a, three, a three-part show into a one-part show where there's so much stuff being thrown at everybody that, mm-hmm. that it's really hard, you know, to, put, to pick it apart and figure things out. And, you know, I'm just going to come back with that same, you know, loving criticism to say, you know, you need to get an outline <laughs> and decide how you're going yeah, to break we, it we down. Know, we know, we need, yeah, we know that Facebook doesn't Facebook doesn't work at all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I agree. There's got to be an outline. And, and that, I think that's what I'm trying to do um, uh, by, by, you know, if you've noticed, I, I kind of backed away from the patents and the trademark aspects of this and trying to focus to the uh, – to, to the most uh, basic issues that, that we need to deal with, uh, that everybody needs to deal with to, 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 that, uh, to gain an understanding of. So I, did, I have backed away from the more technical aspects of, of the technology. Right, because, for example, if I hadn't already known all the stuff we've already talked about and all the stuff you've done on our shows, um, I wouldn't have any idea where the hell you were going with this <laughs> because it was so, you know, it was just like, a Chinese buffet. Come eat all the food. <laughs> and but you know, it, it, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. It's it's confusing. That's why I try to break it down to uh, uh, what's the starting point of this, and the starting point of this being validating life. But yeah, I mean, I I I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it, it's it's the best part. Uh, the best part of your talk has been the last thirty minutes. Okay. Okay. Where you well, finally that's a matter started talking? Where you? Well, no, well. How about this? The newest, okay, I beg your pardon. The newest, <laughs> the new information that you actually shared was in the last 30 minutes of your presentation. Well, I don't okay. know about that. I think that, I think the whole show was talking about uh, um, uh, equity and talking about uh, um, uh, 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 proof of life and whatnot and how to, how to introduce that. Well, but that's right, but, but for heaven's sakes. You know, you and I have already talked about the fact that chancery and probate are both equity. And everything yeah. that you do in equity is the king's law. And why the hell do you want to go under the king's law where the judge is the king and can do what he wants? You know, and tort law is 
on the only place where you can actually make a claim and actually make a demand upon your damages for what really happened to you as a man. So what the sure. hell are you doing over in equity? Tell me why. Well, because yeah, in equity, if, if, we, if he doesn't perform in equity, then we go after him administratively after his bonds, and then we go after him uh, twerk and go with that, go with that route with him. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it doesn't, it's not a peaceful route to go. Uh, uh, as opposed to the adverse route, which we can go in tort if we need to, now that we can? I, I'm, I just can't get my head wrapped around why you want to go to equity when you can actually show up and say, I've been done wrong, and here's why, and here's my damages, and I want a decision. Well, I can do, I can do that if I wanted to at this point in time. Are you are you like all of a sudden a million, are you are you a millionaire all of a sudden where you can pay lots of lawyers? Well, that's the whole the whole point of going into equity is so that I don't have to worry about uh, a lawyers uh, and, and lawyers dragging it out. So why would I not go that route first? Because it's almost a guaranteed loss and almost a guarantee to go through the appellate court to the Supreme Court. Because none of the judges have the chutzpah to actually make the proper decisions in general. Well, we'll, about well, yeah, well, we'll see on that. We'll see on that. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm going to agree with you on that or not until we see what happens. Well, do me a favor, just for the sake of this call. Would you Would you agree or disagree that you would tell all the folks on the call to not try this first until you can prove it out? I think that's what we said. I don't know if I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, yeah, he's not advocating anybody try this. I'm not advocating anybody. What I'm advocating is is this is the direction to go into, uh, to go towards equity, but I'm not, I'm not, I haven't advocated, if I would have advocated it, I would have uh, 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 teleprompted uh, 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 the entire documents over to uh, um, Angela to, to publish, and that's not... That's not going to happen yeah. at this point. I wanted to ask you about, uh, you, you said you had your meeting in Alaska. You, did Was there a recording of this or a videotape? Or Actually, yeah, I think, I think it was recorded. I think it was all recorded. I'll is it you, available? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask Anne about that. You know what? It was uh, Cookie. Yeah, I think the Cookie Cookie recorded everything, I believe. Cookie? Are you Cookie. referring to Cookie, uh, Eddie Kane's Lorna? Cookie? Huh? Oh, Lorna. no. Not Eddie Kane's Cookie. Lorna Marsh. Okay. I think she, no. he did record it. I'll have to ask. That's a good question. I, yeah, they were recorded, actually. That'd be interesting. I mean, does this thing went on for days or what? Uh, nine days we were there. Wow. Well, that's a lot of DVDs. <laughs> that's a lot, a lot. And, and we went for, I think we got, we went for 12, 14-hour days. So, I mean, uh, we went on. I, I, don't, no, I don't think everything was taped, obviously, but um, <laughs> it was taped. Um so, yeah, I'll have to ask. That's a good question. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. Well, but, Ken, you know, one of the things that concerns me a lot about little convocations like you just described in Alaska is that they typically become uh, mutual admiration societies. And it's not much different than the Republican or Democratic caucuses, all right? It's a bunch of people that think the same way, that agree with everybody, and there's very I'm rarely. Not, what are you talking about? They have a meeting where everybody. I beg your pardon. 
I beg your pardon. I was in the middle of a sentence, and I didn't get done posing my question. Because I'm not, I, I want to dispute please, you. I want to, I want to dispute no, that first. No, I know. Just don't. You, you can't dispute it till I'm done with the question, and then I will take a pause and shut up. All right? <laughs> so generally speaking, when you have convocations of people that are like-minded, they come together, and sometimes there's not a devil's advocate or a foil within the group in order to test everybody on their statements, ideas, and beliefs. Please talk to me as to how that should not be perceived with regard to this particular convocation. Thank you. Because everybody there was not like-minded. Everybody there came with a different point of view and a different uh, 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 level of expertise on this. So, I mean, if we were all like-minded, then, yeah, it would be kind of a, what would you call it? We would get a... um, uh, 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 collaboration society, right. Yeah, and, and we would have all of this released and ready to go when we've taken quite some time to be very I'm sorry. careful. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, ma'am, I wasn't speaking with you. I'm only talking to Ken. Greg, 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 Greg. Um, if, if everybody was like-minded, uh, it would not have been a successful conference. Uh, the point of the matter was is that um, uh, uh, Anna did a great job of p- bringing people in there that, that – uh, 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 with the same goal of finding solutions and finding uh, uh, keys to this, but I don't think anybody uh, there was uh, uh, like-minded with any other person. I mean, I'm not like-minded with Bruce Deset at all. Bruce Deset and I uh, are, are starkly different on, on a lot of views. Um, then you've got Gonzo, who is uh, uh, who uh, comes at this from an admiralty uh, 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 private turning point of view, and of course you know Bob. Uh, the point of view he comes at this, and you've got Danny James, who's very reserved and comes at this from a, a trust side. And Denny uh, so James was there. Wait a minute, Denny James was there. Yes, yes. He got out of prison, huh? I didn't know he was in. <laughs> oh no, what, I, was I, it? I think it's Denny James. Isn't he Denny? the one that was doing the, giving people mortgages or something like that? No, 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 not wrong. No, that's wrong. No, not him. Not him. Oh, okay. uh, not the same person. So, so okay. Greg, I, I would dispute the fact that uh, um, everybody there was like-minded. Um, not at all. Everybody there came with a different uh, uh, mindset. Same goal okay. in mind, but a different mindset. We're going to move on to the next one. Uh, let's see, Patriot One. Go ahead, Patriot One. Greg, uh, you said you had a question. That was it. I'm going to be. We're going to be closing out the call. Sorry, but go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Patriot thank you, One. Angela. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Thank. Thank you. Um, I, I want to ask the gentleman, uh, and I, for, I forget his name because my mind went blank. Uh, Ken, Ken Doss. Ken, Ken, um, have you found in this adventure that the judges and the clerks, and I don't know if you've been with the uh, uh, prosecutors, that they know exactly what it is that you want to accomplish and how to go about it. Have, have you found anything like that? As far as, and so far as what? As, as, as the administrators knowing the, uh, the process? That, I don't understand. Uh, do they know everything that's going on? Is that the question? Yes. Do they know that way back in 1500 and all this stuff comes up that says oh, the state trust and all this? I, 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 
I think a lot of these clerks are just reading, just like loan servicers. They're reading what's on a screen, what's in front of them. I know that, uh, uh, that the loan servicers, these idiots that Litton Loan or, or Auckland, uh, they're not even thinking on their own. They're, they're, they're uh, 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 recording what, what our conversations are, and then uh, computers spitting out uh, for what the, what the servicers respond to. So I don't think a lot of these people are, uh, I think a lot of these people are mind, mindless idiots that are just kind of uh, reading a screen or doing what they're told. Uh, but I do think that when you get up to the um, uh, city council people or the board members, they know what's going on because they're, 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 um, they're, they're, their pensions and their bonuses are coming from foreclosures. So they, they, have, they have a good idea of what's going on. Well, it seems they would have to, especially the bank people, if they've got your name in all caps and in lowercase on a piece of paper somewhere that they're shuffling around to make money on. So somewhere in this digging you've gone through, there's somebody in there that knows what anybody, you, what all, you, anybody the, the banks, the, uh, the, the, the uh, financial services, uh, investments, uh, brokers, certainly brokers, they all know what's going on. Uh, they, they all know what's going on. And what it comes down to, it comes down to one key point. And the key point is who has is, is control over that electronic signature. Uh, the one person that has control of that, and that's going to be your loan originator. Now, everybody else that's using that is paying uh, licensing fees to uh, 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 the broker or the uh, um, or, or the loan originator. So, I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's a system that is. Uh, um, uh, if you're privy to it, uh, it's a gold mine. Uh, and, and those that are privy to it, of course, uh, keep it secret because they don't want anybody to know. Their, they don't want anybody to know that they can turn your signature into five million dollars in a keystroke. Um, so there's a lot of people that do know what's going on, um, and they're not going to speak because that's because it's a gold mine for them. And, it, and it's so blatant. I mean, the, the, the difference between uh, the difference between the real world and what they're doing. I mean, if, if you can, create, these guys are creating money and value with a couple keystrokes. Um, and they're bonding, binding each other to confidentiality agreements. And, of course, because it's our signatures there that we're concerned with, um, they're using the privacy laws to, to, to cover it up and to, to keep us from having access to it. It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So if you get this accomplished where you're no longer lost at sea and you're the man and you have to claim to, to your name, whether it's all uppercase or lowercase or whatever it is, is does that lead to into the bankruptcy where all your basically all your debts are paid somehow they're getting money from you off your name are you a are do you believe you would be able to attach that attach you to that and and instead of them getting the money that you sign well, your name and the bill is paid well that that's that's full faith and credit Right there. Uh, that's what you're after is full faith and credit. And it's attaching those, and it's attaching those accounts uh, that they're draining. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the white card, I guess, is what some people call it. Um, so, yes, I mean, that, 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 is, the, that is the final goal uh, is, to, is, is to reach that point. And that's exactly what they're doing. They've tapped into all these accounts. For instance, uh, the, uh, all of our assets, uh, for heirs and beneficiaries is, is stored it's stored in a couple places, but one place I know it's stored for sure is is on this uh, Social Security um, Master File Death Index. I think that's right. Master no Master Death File, and uh, you and I can have access to it if we want to pay seven thousand dollars. But um, there, the, the attorneys through Power of Attorneys 
uh, or anybody who pays a fee to these guys uh, to use our signature and to get access to these files can get into those files and, and drain the assets. And they're doing that every, uh, every 12 months or 18 months, every time they're turning these properties around. Um, so, yes, that, that, that would be a straw man, and the straw man does exist. And these are, monies, and these are accounts that are filling on a daily basis because they're trading on a daily basis. So we should have access to them. They're our accounts. So uh, this takes me back to the McFadden speech back in 1925, I think it was, or somewhere around there, where he sort of explained how – uh, you sign the bill and you take it to the discount window right, and it's, right. it's paid. The Scottish, the Scottish distiller. Yeah. So that that that's what I'm hearing here. So McFadden explained it, but he didn't uh, he didn't mention where we could go to the code to find out the recipe to do such things. Well, yeah. Well, you're also dealing with uh, you're dealing with a different age now, not 1925. You're dealing with digital age, so you're dealing with everything. You're not dealing with any kind of money. You're dealing with whatever perceived value is. I mean, right and, now they used to do it by a carrier. Now they do it at the speed of light. Right, exactly, and they're doing it uh, and they're doing it uh, uh, using the same identity or the same assets uh, multiple times over all across the world, different exchanges. Um, so really what it is, it's a matter, really the, 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 the place to capture, the place to file adverse claim, if you will, or to attach, is uh, Boney and, and, and uh, the Depository Trust Corporation where all this stuff is pledged uh, um, and trades on a daily basis. And really what you're talking about, you're not talking about money, you're talking about perceived value. That's all it is, is value. The only liquidity here is when they throw you out of your house and they're, they're able to cash out in that respect. But even there, even that's not cashing out. Even that is done by credit. Um, so everything you're dealing with is a, is a credit value. That's it. That's why they call it equity. That's why they call it equity because there's nothing right. really there. It's just an equity. Uh, what's, what exactly. is fair? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, what you want. that's why you want to go into equity because that's where all the value is. And, and, and all those annuities, are, are, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all just air. It's inflated. It, it's valued on some, some kind of uh, uh, on various uh, um, algorithms and, and, and uh, um, uh, actuarials. Um, but it's it, but it's value, and that's what they're after. That's what the value's at. But it's perceived value, yes. But that's equity. That's what's okay, at. Okay. One more one more question. Okay. Uh, can you uh, define or describe uh, in simple terms for a, a eighth grade or a sixth grade reading level, I suppose, what is a credit default swap? It's basically an insurance policy uh, that uh, insures against a, a person's, uh, well, in this case, uh, a, a person's life, actually, a person's uh, mortality uh, or in terms of an instrument as far as whether it's going to default or not and the time frame to which it is going to default. So it's a, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's a counteroffer, essentially. Um, it's an offsetting transaction is what it is. So all these you should watch that process. movie, The Big Short. That's on yeah. uh, Netflix and that, that they go into that a lot. I still don't well, quite understand it, though. Well, okay, it's, Patriot it's, One, is that it for you? Yes, it is. Thank you, thank you very much, thank and, uh, and and thank you for your studying, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you know, Greg wanted to ask a question before I muted him, and he wanted to close with asking by what criteria they, the Alaska Group, determined that their convocation was a success. By what criteria? Um, I guess I, I guess we'll be finding that out shortly. 
Um, yeah. I guess that you know it's it's you know in 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 answer in responding to Greg, he's a he's a testy one tonight. Um, you know, the Alaska group was a a, a diverse group of people uh, from diverse backgrounds, different backgrounds that came together. I wish I could have been um, there. And I, and what what came out of Alaska is and the people that were up there are incredible people. Um, and, and what's coming out of Alaska and, and what's being put in place by Bob Locke and myself, by, by Gonzo, by Anna, uh, by, by uh, uh, Mushmouse or, or uh, Josie, um, are incredible things um, that, for, for, that go towards real solutions that deal with uh, uh, the actual factual and pertinent facts. And uh, uh, so to sit there, for somebody to criticize uh, what was done in Alaska as, as if this was an authoritative body that is laying down a, as a rule of law, I think it's kind of ludicrous in that sense. Uh, I think what was done up there was fantastic, and I think that what you're going to see coming out of that over the next couple of weeks, next month or so, is going to be real solutions. Um, so I, I, in, in that respect, I kind of take a, a, um, um, exceptions to the criticism on, on, on the Alaska trip. The people there were fantastic, and what came out of it is going to be it is fantastic. Fun. I, I hope it uh, you can share it with all of us uh, next time you come on. Or and as soon as it to address what Greg said, yes, I mean, the reason why I'm not, plot, or I'm not putting everything out there right now is because it's got to be tested. Yeah. Um, it has to be tested. But uh, we're encouraged, I mean, highly encouraged, uh, that this is, that this is going to be very successful. Now, I know that some people have tried equity before in the past, and it's failed. And I know I think Greg tried it in the past, and it's failed. Um, now, that was Greg. Um, and, and, and this is a different, you know, we'll see. Uh, but uh, it, it's all in the approach. Okay, last up. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rebecca. Well, it's all in the uh, proof, too. The You know, a lot of us have been working for many, many years behind the scenes to really get as much of the process down so that we had our facts in order. And that's been just, to me, that has been a mammoth task. Yeah. And, and as all of the researchers have put their insights together, I think we're finally beginning to see some of that come to fruition after the many, many, many years that it's taken to get to this place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's taken a long time. You've, got to, you've had to, I mean, you, you can't argue uh, uh, against illusion, and that's what we've been doing. So you've got to whittle down to the facts. Yes. And, and, and that's, what, that's, that's where solutions come out. Solutions come out of facts. Um, uh, a factual foundation. Um, that's the only way that solutions come out. It's the only thing you put you put on solid ground. Um, and I think we're there with that. All right, we've got uh, a few more questions. Let's see, Great, Great Kazoo, you've been unmuted. Do you have a question? Or uh, hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, Ken. Thanks for coming on, man. This is great. No, thank um, you. I wanted to make a comment about the uh, indenture. Uh, yes. With the way you describe that, it doesn't sound like you could get any better than a signed confession, you know, to work with. Pretty much the way they laid it all out, how they set the whole thing up. It's just, it's incredible that you're able to piece that together into the puzzle. And um, I had a question: What would you think about using, like a um, for proof of life, a baptismal certificate from a church because I don't think a corporation can't get baptized and there's a guy running run around thinking that if with your baptismal certificate is like the christening of your vessel to use it in commerce. So I was wondering if you might have a comment on that. 
That's a good. That's a good question. Actually, actually, Rebecca, you got a comment on that on a baptismal certificate? Yeah, that that was a very very good uh, question because uh, actually they they do so much though with the uh, uh, records as you're putting like the baptismal record in. They change a lot of that so that it becomes a death certificate the same way our birth certificates have. So I'm not sure because it's a record. And when you memorialize a record, then you automatically take away the life from it. And it, and it doesn't function time. in commerce like a birth certificate yeah. does. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, think, I think there's, um, you know, as, as we worked with that EDP with Franco College, we actually used our blood signature. Well, there was no way that you could con- deny life when the blood was flowing. So, you know, it's it's really just, it's it's all black magic when you really get down in there and understand how they have deliberately done these rituals of slapping our the sole of our foot on the paper right, right. to lean up our soul at that particular point in time. You know, there's so much black magic to it. I think the ultimate record, though, does go to that birth certificate um, yeah. as, opposed to that, but as opposed to a baptismal certificate. Yeah, yeah, but would, I'm sure they're probably selling those as well. <laughs> they, oh, I'm sure they are, too. Yeah. Or they're they're using it for, you know, they're using it for certain specific reasons. But at the end of the day, it is that birth certificate that, that is the ultimate proof of life. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next up is Donaldson. Go ahead, Donaldson. You've been unmuted. Hey, this is Donaldson. What's up, everybody? Angela, how are you? And I'm and fine, just saying hi to Saul Good in the chat room. Of course, that's me, everybody. Um, but uh, with all due respect, um, I don't know what the call's topic is tonight. However, I, I gather it's about law. And I was wondering if the uh, guest of the show would would mind... Um, answering a question for me, even though I don't know the main point of the show. Would that be okay? Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Because it doesn't take an hour. <clears throat> I was wondering um, if you could briefly give us the um, disqualification of administrative adjudicators analysis and how we could somehow delineate if we were ever to go to court right to a court or a you know judicial body whether it be quasi or not how could we say hey, look are you is this a quasi judicial thing or is this really is this really something that where i can come in here you know under an article i suppose it would be uh, article 3 that would protect the federal right not Article One, but you know, a lot of people are trying to make citizenship claims. You get my point, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to. In other words, I want to disqualify administrative adjudicators because they're they're in the Article One courts, and a lot of people have the same the same requir- uh, requirement. They want to do the same thing. So, what do you have to say about that? Well, when you're dealing with the courts, I think one of the best things you could do is to read this Trowbridge case, the IRS oh, case. That goes into. The, I was the, sorry. Is this is this the guest? <laughs> yes, that's Rebecca. Yeah, she's the guest. Okay, I'm just checking. Okay, go ahead, ma'am. Thank you. 
Okay, yeah, so so uh, can't ask me to answer that question. So we're dealing with what is the court, and one of the best places that you can get that explanation is to go read the Trowbridge case. And Trowbridge. Angela, do you have that one? Uh, you have so much. Uh, I don't remember whether I've checked to know if you I have that case. <laughs> I've got so much up there, you'd have to go to the search engine on the home page and plug it in there and see if it comes up. Yeah. Have you and, and is it shepherdized? It's, it's under the Supreme Court case. I and think you can, it is on there. How do you spell Trowbridge? Trowbridge? Yes, yes, yes. This is the Trowbridge case to get just a really good overview of the difference between the territorial and the constitutional courts because that is such a foundational understanding that everybody has to have because it goes right to this birth certificate person that we're dealing with as you begin to understand you know you you have to have somewhat of that foundation in order to know what you're dealing with well you know that irs case that uh, um out of texas too dealing with that uh, you're talking about well i don't think it's i don't think it's a trowbridge i think it's another one this no this wasn't trowbridge okay. this was dealing with a uh, um uh, uh, um a, a mother daughter uh, uh survivor uh heirs uh, beneficiaries case Okay. And that's when the IRS came in. Well, the, the state appointed, uh, 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 I think it was the mother, as as the uh, living person, and, and she said, "No, I'm I'm not. I, I, I'm the I'm the fiction here." And the IRS came in and said, "Well, you don't have the, the state does not have a right to make a decision on a person's status. That's the person's individual right. Uh, it's federal law, yeah, but right. but but it's still the person's individual right to make that uh, distinction of status." Yes, I remember that. No, I'm sure we're not answering the question. So go go back and, and ask the question. All right, here's here's, there we go. here's thank you. Here's here's the question again in a more specific. I, I guess that um, for people that want to maintain a, I guess a claim of, you know that that they're they're in a quasi judicial proceeding. How would we go about finding out? Do we have to put that in writing first or something and say, hey, look, presumably this is not quasi-judicial and that this is actually a judicial proceeding. This is not an administrative board. And if it is administrative, it's a judicially – it's judicial. It's not administrative. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not uh, quasi-judicial because I think people are confusing administrative courts and judicial courts, and this is where I'm kind of making my point and kind of trying to get some clarification, is that the administrative courts are also judicial, right? But there yeah. is this one little fine line. It's called quasi-judicial. No, no. What we're finding out in the difference between an administrative court and a judicial court is that you have to go outside of the court system itself to find the hearing body that is to hear the administrative court. Right. This is what Rod Class has yep. been working on very diligently, and we're finding that we have to go through the NAICS, the National Standards yep. Review Boards, and things like that. Those are, those are the administrative process. Those are the yep. voluntary administrative standards. Yep. Uh, so, but the the court though is acting in a in a quasi-administrative yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, role, We're making judicial rulings. Yes, but it's not the court as we know right. what no, the court not. is. Right. It the is court a completely yeah. It is a completely different body. And they're operating under AM juris. Yes, they are operating under two different jurisdictions, and we are finding the difference in this. So that's really a very technical question. And that's why my point: the equity. 
yeah. at that point in time yeah. because you want you want to pull it away from that. Right. And and so it's it really is. I mean, this is very, very technical, which is why people have to be mm-hmm. careful. Yeah, when when they go into the various places and why it's so important that we do get the foundation down for people so that they can navigate between these because you're automatically pulled into admiralty jurisdiction right. when you receive a summons. And, and we know that beyond any shadow of a doubt now. Mm-hmm. There's no question that what you're in. Admiralty jurisdiction basically under the War Powers Act, under Title 50 of the War Powers Act, because you are not supposed to be brought into a criminal jurisdiction under any Article Three court. This is only because they have pulled us into admiralty that they can they can put in these uh, criminal felony charges. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let me say this about what you just said: that in in state courts there is no there is no maritime jurisdiction, and that's strictly federal. Uh, I'm a law student for six years. And uh, one thing I know about federal common law from what I've read is that that's where you're going to find admiralty or maritime jurisdiction. And you may see that in local courts because a lot of the municipalities have actually gone with the localist, federalist viewpoint of things in where they circumvent state law by adopting a federal uh, provision or something like that because they have the autonomy to do so. Well, any time that if you have ever been before a a regular district court in your local county, you are in admiralty jurisdiction. I mean, you can go, they can tell you that you're not, they can, I mean, if you go read the court websites, they'll tell you anything but this. But when you actually go in there and you study the constitutional provisions for the courts and you, you fully understand then you know that there is no way that you can be charged for anything other than a civil uh, a civil case in a regular constitutional court. There is no such thing as a criminal jurisdiction. And we've been able to prove this as we've gone through the statutory laws, like, for instance, for North Carolina. I can show you where that is reserved. It's right, no, criminal- I see your point. That's a good point. Yeah, the criminal jurisdiction is reserved. It has never been passed. It is reserved for future codification. And when you read that and when you fully understand, but you're being brought in under criminal statutes, then you're being presumed to be a statutory citizen. You are under statutory law, under federal territorial jurisdiction, as mm-hmm. if you are a resident of Washington D.C. And yeah, right. and, and that, yeah, in, that, in that California, they sorry to interrupt you, but I know that it's going to get noisy here. So this is my last comment. But the uh, in California, they had a case called People versus I think it's called Kiergo. It was in 1999, uh, Kiergo. But in it, the that they they found the judge found well at least the head note stated that right to um, waiver waiver of jurisdiction is a right so, uh, okay jur- in other words hold on what am I trying to say uh, 
basically, the defendant's right to 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 um, waive venue, right? Is a right a subject to to waiver by defendant. So it's hard it's hard to say this, but really what we're talking about is if you don't waive your right to a statutory venue, then it may just be presumed that you agree. So it would be good to go in there with paperwork stating your waiver of that particular that statutory venue. That's all I was trying to say. I would agree 100% with you on that because if you do not speak it and if you do not know about it so that you can reserve your rights, then there are so many presumptions made that they just go ahead and take, you know, subject matter and personal jurisdiction, the whole thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's it, why they make it all administrative because it all, yeah. it all, I mean, the stuff to the state and the, way, and the manner in which you're uh, uh, operating is all by presumption. That operates in shadows. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good point, and yeah. I would agree with you that that would be a very valid uh, way to handle Absolutely. it. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Um, that's it. That's we're going to call it a night. We've gone two hours and thirty-five minutes, and I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your information with us. And hopefully, you'll uh, come on and give us an update as soon as you have an update. <laughs> Glad to. Be glad to. Thank you for having us on. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate your time and energy also. And uh, keep at it. Keep up the good work. It just kind of worked out while uh, Ken and I were getting together today. So we thank you for indulging uh, and allowing us to speak together. Yes. And and hopefully we made sense and we didn't confuse too many people. We tried not to. Well, we try not to <laughs> confuse him. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry. I was reading the chat, and I, uh, that's uh, that that confuses me all the time. I can't listen and read at the same time. <laughs> sure, you're <going> walking. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll have you on soon. Please email me or let me know when you have an update, and we'll have you on. Will do. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, Angela. Uh, thank you. And if you find out about any videos or uh, recordings of that. Uh, meeting you guys had. I'd love to... Yeah, I'm going to have to ask it. about that. Yeah, that, that was recorded. And i got to see what happened to that. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great weekend and take care of each other and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night.